Because Tampa, while I was protecting myself, I ended up becoming one of them. I ended up becoming a scumbag myself. It's true. And to be honest, guys, being a scumbag is easy. Making you people hate me is easy. Getting you people to boo me is easy. What's hard, what's hard, Tampa, is being vulnerable and being open. That's hard. And I knew, I knew with my disorder, I knew that if I opened myself up and if I was Max and you people booed me, I knew it would kill me because then it would bring me back to being that five foot nothing ADD riddled Jew boy who had quarters thrown at him. And this so-called World War champion had battled for over three hours in this ring. Our legacies were built on the blood, sweat, and tears of each other and the pain that we put each other through. And damn it, a roll-up is not good enough for our legacy. So I come here, champ, and I come here as a courtesy to ask you, to ask you to give me what I want, to ask you to give these people what they want, to ask you. It's over. Who the hell? What the hell? I did not think this through. Man, I didn't think being uh, on the West Coast would be such a bad thing. It's great to watch pay-per-views, but holy shit, it is early in the morning here so I can accommodate. Ladies and gentlemen, ODM. <laughs> Day man, fighter of the night man. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> wow, you are blasting through that show. I think I'm at the end of season three. I just finished the one. It was a two-parter where they, they steal the uh, the mob's coke. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, hey, oh, oh, hey, hey, right. hey, oh. hey, hey, pussy hands. <laughs> if you don't know what we're referencing, uh, last week, after we got done recording, ODM said, you know what? I think I'm going to watch Raw tonight. And I said, all right, well, you have fun with that. I'm going to drop an edible and watch water. <laughs> That's specifically what I said. <laughs> yes, and you didn't because the next day you said I took a turn. I ended up watching, starting It's Always Sunny. You started on Monday, and you're in season what? Three. I'm at the, the end fact of season that you three. Just... 
And you saw the Nightman? No, not the Nightman cometh. No, you just saw the beginning of Dayman. That's right. Yeah, it was. He was. He's got. This I thing. love that when they sing that in the bar, and then someone goes gay from afar. <laughs> I just like he's in. He's, it's such a good. Show. He's writing the song and he's huffing spray paint. Who's <laughs> a dentist comes in? And he's like, well, what's with the silver? What's with the spray paint? He's got silver all around his mouth. <laughs> Stupid, can't write. Charlie. Let's join forces. Hello, come right in. I will. What happened to your band? Kick me out. <laughs> well, it hurts, doesn't it? Hmm. It's with the uh, curtains. I'm living in a world of darkness. Right. Let's get some light in here. Whoa, what's with the spray paint, man? Uh, what's with your outfit, man? Why don't we put the curtains back no, up? No, no. What is going on up here? I never know, man. Daylight. What? Yeah, I like that. Day, day man. Day man. Fighter of the night, man. Champion of the sun. Sun. You're a master of karate and friendship <laughs> for everyone. A day man. That's it. Day man. Oh. Fighter of the night, man. Oh, champion of the sun. Oh, you're a master of karate and friendship for everyone. Dayman, Dayman. Oh, nice. We'll get the fighter of the night, man. Oh, champion of the sun. Which with your clothes, man. I love, oh, it's my, such a good show. All right, we'll have to break into It's Always Sunny one day. <laughs> He's huffing we'll Elmer's glue. We'll have to break into it the way we did Breaking Bad. <laughs> He's huffing Elmer's glue. It's like, it's not going to work. This thing has no chemicals in it. We want chemicals. Oh, <laughs> uh, you're going to love when he gets into, like, it's like season eight, nine. I don't know. Charlie's like, you think I don't know how to huff? I know how to put my huffing together, man. I know what I need to do to huff my paint, man. All right, let's talk wrestling. Uh, look at one of the funniest things about doing this show. Like I said, you know, I'm, it's 10 a.m. over here. Oh, by the way, we're the top wrestling podcast. I'm the professor. He's ODM. Okay. Um, this, uh, it, it is early over here, but okay, fam, pal. I can SummerSlam ended like just 12 hours ago for yeah. me. You know what I mean? Like, well, for, well, for both of us. But, uh, <laughs> yes. You had, uh, Wheezy came over, right? Yeah, man good show it was a good night let's just fucking die. let's dive into that first but let me tell you what you have on deck today we got our news we got bringing to the table we got the monday night wars and this week we have an awesome top topic that i can't wait to talk about but let's dive into some news as well as SummerSlam. which would you prefer first i think you nailed it man summer slams it's not even a day past at this point so let's fucking let's go right into it it's fresh so they open up with Logan Paul and Ricochet. God damn it. I knew that bastard was going to go over somehow. And what's funny is that, I don't know if you read this or heard about it. So his brother, Jake, was fighting Nate Diaz in Vegas, I think. Yeah. The reason Logan opened up SummerSlam, he hopped on a jet. Private jet. And walked his brother, yep, yep, walked his brother down the ring. Down to the ring for his fight. And due to the results of Jake Paul winning, someone hurled a chair, I guess, pretty far from, like in the uh, audience and like 
Logan Paul almost got in a fight with people. There's like a whole little thing I saw online just a little while before recording today. So I was like, well, that's good. But he was still wearing his goddamn yellow WrestleMania gear or uh, SummerSlam gear. And I'm like, did he do it like for the show of it? Like, I, I just got done doing my fight and I'm here for I this. I hope he had a second set because I wouldn't want to fucking be wearing that shit swamp ass on a fucking private plane. Be pretty gross. Well, my favorite line probably of the night came from Michael Cole. When whoever handed him the brass knucks, he was that goof in a baseball cap. <laughs> goof in a baseball cap. Can I I marked for that one? Yeah, can I tell you something? There's one thing, you know, again, edibles may have been involved here. Uh I noticed something throughout commentary. And, you know, it, there was a lot involved it, for me, by the way. It's something I'm sure disintegrating raps. <laughs> Jesus, you know, it was, man. This is something anyway. This is something that I think we've always noticed and we've always talked about it, but I never was able to put it into terms, or maybe it's worse. Remember that, like, that brief four weeks where Vince wasn't involved and Michael Cole was actually able to speak for himself, and they were actually able to come yeah. up with their own shit, and it sounded a lot better? It's unnatural. About halfway through the pay-per-view, I said out loud, I say, I say to Mike, I go, fucking Vince, I said, why does all their fucking commentary sound like a woman's romance novel? <laughs> like even Graves, like funny. he's just like over the top with that. Wearing his heart on his sleeve, he proceeded to the ring, and he has to fight that demon yep, of yep. seven years. And like, dude, shut up and just call the fucking match. Yeah, I agree. That's why I miss the old days, man. It was Gorilla and Bobby. Oh, that was just it was talking wrestling holds, but also him being obnoxious. You know, it was. Just, it was Will you okay. shut up, brain? Bobby, did you? <laughs> Will you stop it? Did you happen to see that Paul Heyman said he's a better manager than all time than Bobby? Yeah, he, he's, he's dead. dead. I am. <laughs> yeah. Ain't wrong. Yeah, it was great. Uh, the second match was one of eight main events. There was eight matches, and <sighs> four are main events. So dumb. Okay. I can't tell you how much that bothered me. Oh, wait. How much did you like uh, Kid Rock's opening? Uh, I tuned it out. I might have, might have saw him and just went to have a cigarette, or, or Wheezy and I might have been talking during it, because, yeah, as soon as I saw Kid Rock, I'm like, I'm not paying attention to this douchebag. Dude, there were... So the pre-show panel, did you have it on? Yes. Okay. Every word that comes out of Booker T's mouth makes me hate him more and more and more. <laughs> it's funny because Little John and I had a conversation just yesterday. He goes, he's the reason I can't watch NXT. I can't listen to his voice. And uh, we'll actually get into that in a second because we're going to talk about a uh, certain wrestler who may not be coming back. Um, and I think he'd be great on commentary, and so is Little John. But So for the fact that Booker T is now the, the pre-show panel guy, I'm like, oh, my God. But because they were in Detroit... They could not stop making Eminem references on the panel. Right. They were like, well, he's not afraid, you know, to take a stand. You know, or like they literally said at one point, he's like, you only get one shot. Don't miss your chance to blow. You know what I mean? This opportunity is only going to come at one time. You know, like how are they fucking doing it? Trying to make it conversational. I was like, I hate you all. You guys are making me hate Eminem. And I'm actually an Eminem fan. There you go. Um, oh, wait a minute. Yeah, Kid Rocco. Yeah. So uh, before we go on, you know, there was more that was to the pre-show. For those of you who are watching, 
They did a <laughs> they, did, they, they did a Snapchat filter, and it was funny. They had some fans. They had an Oscar one. I forget the first. They had a Cody one, and who did they put it on? Uh, they put it on somebody. I think it was Wade Barrett. They put the Cody one on, and it looked pretty good. It was actually pretty yeah. goddamn funny. It almost looked like Cody. And the last one they did was Roman. Sixty seconds later, you message me. With the Snapchat filter of Roman on you. <laughs> and and like, I go, acknowledge me. God damn it. <laughs> That's all you wrote back, god damn it. <laughs> I was mad. I really wanted to get the Oscar one in time, but I didn't. I, I, all of a sudden I look at it and I go, I feel like I should do this. And my wife goes, do it. And I go, oh, I'm going to send this to Joe. And it was just Romans. And I was like, oh, if I had gotten there faster, man, the Oscar would have been great. Oscar I would have been, been great. like, <laughs> So, yes, I did do the Snapchat filter. It was kind of fun. Anyway, uh, let's get back into this here. Main event number one, Cody and Brock. Okay. Uh, it's funny because actually Lil John messaged me. He goes, did you like that little bromance ending there with Brock and Cody? Like, But I think that, and, and I it was funny, you know, the hug and all mm-hmm. that. But I actually think that was a rub from Lesnar. 100%. You know, going over him, 100%. he doesn't lose in feuds often. He still won the Goldberg one, if you want to call it that, right? Sure. He had the title, won it. I mean, even though he won him, right? It won. Uh, minus Roman, nobody really goes over Brock that often. So the fact that he did, and then he shook his hand, hugged him and everything, was awesome. It's funny because, what did you say the, the they the last time that John and Mike were over that you were predicting things, right? You're like a, a sleuth slayer. And for me, I did that. I go, he's ending this with three crossroads. And God damn it, I was right. I knew it was going to be three of them. But he blew Brock's pants off with those crossroads, man. Literally. By the second one, all of a sudden I go, yo, but they zoom in. To, not zoomed in on it, but like they just happened to be close. Just a black pair of underwear there, man. That's all it was. And I was like, oh, my God, that's hysterical. I'm like, I've never seen someone blow their pants off in the middle of a match like this. Now, I saw AJ Styles had a rip one time. I've seen some of the wrestlers have, like, a a, blown-out spot, but not full-blown crotch and, like, the entire... Like the front of them, All of his shorts were gone. Might as well just took them off at that point. It was like a fucking Apple zigzag. Um... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I messaged you my thoughts on this. I thought it was a good match. It was your typical Lesnar match. Cody made it his. He did too many of those fucking disaster kicks and Cody cutters. Yeah. Could have cut down on those. The only complaint I really had was this went too long, and they milked the nine count too much. I like what they did with that. It was just Brock just talking shit. The- I'm going to throw you out. I can win by count out. I don't care. And they, But they like did it. They did it at seven, and then they did it at eight, and then they did it eight, at nine, and then, nine, and then yeah. nine and a half, and then nine and three quarters, and it just... Fucking just get, you know, get to the meat of it. But, uh, yeah, I'm with you. I, the thing at the end, I liked it. I'm 100% with you. It was Brock saying, this is the guy. Yeah. And apparently, I haven't gotten a chance to watch it, but a lot of people are really praising the uh, American Nightmare documentary that came out on Peacock. I haven't watched it yet, but uh, it's yeah. Cody, his journey and everything. Um, even talks about his time in AEW, I guess. So, that in the commercial, he says... Don't edit this part, even this part right here. He's like, if there's one thing, don't edit. That's the part where he talks about AEW. And he, he says, and all he says is he had to leave for a personal reason, which I'm, you know, I wonder if it was just a styles clash or personality clash or something. I don't know. But there's a lot of chatter going around because later in that segment, Triple H refers to it because they obviously don't say AEW. 
Um, but Triple H just refers, oh, you know, you work for a secondary promotion. <laughs> and Tony Khan's now all butthurt and, you know, so. I saw a tweet, and I'm not sure if it was real. You know how sometimes you're like, that's ah, probably someone fabricated that or whatever. Oh, yeah. Um, did you see the tweet that Tony Khan was like, well, come, o- come to Wembley. Come on over here, and I'll show you how secondary we are. Was that real, or was that Tony for real? That probably was him for real. Fucking Adderall's hell of a drug. Jesus. That's true. Um, it's funny because actually my wife asked, she goes, why did Cody leave AEW if he started at the thing? And I said, because TK can't put the straw down. Hey, dude, that could really? be his fucking personal reason right there. I wouldn't doubt it. It was, uh, like you said, they milked the count way too much, uh, but it was a, a decent match. I got to say, video packages were so fucking good. They this were. This one showing the number one match, the first match, then the second match, how everything led to it. And then Cody even pulled the buckle, uh, the turnbuckle off, and I wouldn't have remembered that if they didn't show that yeah. in the package. And then he dialed it back for that, which I thought was great. Yeah, great callback. The only thing I didn't like about that package, and here, here's the thing, I've actually been watching the last couple SmackDowns, so some of these video packages I've already seen, so it was a little long for me. The one thing that I really hated yeah. about it was the fucking music. They got some dollar store Imagine Dragons, and I don't even like the real Imagine Dragons. I was like, I said to Weezy, I go, I bet you a thousand. I actually like the song for Lesnar. Oh, God, it was fucking uh, terrible. I said to Mike, I go, I bet you a hundred bucks fucking Cody picked this song. Oh, I'm sure. Here, I know these guys. It's a good band. (laughs) Probably. Um, (laughs) Whoa! (laughs) I love watching that. That's my favorite part, man. Everybody's favorite part. The, the rap that didn't disintegrate, I was in the middle of using, and I just, I had to stop. I'm like, hang on, hang on. Whoa! All right, let me go back. All right. The Battle Royal came up next. I was trying to predict the order of things. I'm like, I bet you this is next, and then this is next. Battle Royal came up, and everybody's in the ring. LA Knight comes out to a giant pop. We only get two entrances, by the way. AJ and... LA Knight, and then just as the match is about to start, here comes MVP with almost a giant. And he, I was like, okay, either everybody's going to gang up on him right away and they're going to toss him out, or this motherfucker's lasting to the end. And I was wrong. I was in the middle. Out in the middle. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, I'm okay with that. It was actually unpredictable for me. I didn't get it right, and I'm happy with that. Uh, and L.A. Knight went over. The whole point was for him to go 100%. over. We all knew that was going to happen. Um, that is his championship reign. That, that right there. That's all he's going to have. That's the highest peak of Pride, though. <laughs> Sad but true, man. Sad but true. And I, you know who defended him? You know, that, that Kevin Nash thing saying that uh, he he's too much like a rock or Austin or whatever? And I think it was Booker T actually fucking said it. He's like... And what's wrong with taking some of the greats that you that you had and mashing some things together? What's wrong with that? And I was like, I agree. I have zero issues with his character. No. Yeah. It's, he's he's over, naturally. Well, it's not even... Also, when you really look at it, this... I mean, if Austin worked, Rock worked, it's not broke, don't fix it. Fucking do it again, right? I mean, make something of it. I'm all for LA. I like LA Knight. I'm, a, I'm, like I said, it's gonna be a shame. He's probably the highest peak he's gonna get. Unfortunately, maybe a mid card title. Yeah. Um, he'll never win anything big. I don't think. Probably not. Maybe. 
Probably not. Prove me wrong. I would like it to happen, but it won't. Yeah, I uh, and I just love that they refer to it as the Yeah Movement. Oh, they have they said that? I haven't even heard it. Yeah, it's the Yeah Movement. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Even Wheezy's doing uh, it now. Is he? That's good. By the way, I was never a fan of Steppenwolf's Born to be Wild. I sure should. I officially now. fucking hate that song. Oh, my God. Yeah. Fucking awful. They, they do that to you. It's I'm telling you, that's why I hate Highway to Hell was from SummerSlam 98, man. I can't hear it anymore without seeing Undertaker walk. It's a shame because, speaking of, and I'll say it right now because I may forget it, in the wars, my version had the commercial with ACDC. Well, lucky you. Uh, Taker walking through. There's fire and all this stuff and in like a uh, kind of like the opening of Raw in that warehouse kind of setup, right? Right. It's a shame you won't get to see that, so you should YouTube that. Uh, up next was our MMA match. Jesus. Ronda Rousey versus Shayna Baszler. We all knew Baszler was going to go over. Rousey's on her way out. This was a good video package. Again, yeah, if you saw it on SmackDown, like you said, I get it. Um, I saw it like a day before SummerSlam. Yeah, this one was actually on Raw, I think. Oh. So I didn't catch it. So good. Yeah. So good. And it, being like next to her husband, I was the first one to hold her baby. And I was like, Jesus Christ, this has got personal. And it's a, yeah, and it's a shoot. And her fucking shedding some tears was fucking great. Rousey tells the story about the uh, the farm stable boy who helps the yep. king and ends up overtaking him. Uh, I was just listening to the most recent uh, Cornette. I don't know if it was the drive through the experience, but they were talking about the promo from Raw because this is where it's de- where it debuted that video package. And they're both like, "This was amazing." Why did it take you so long to give Rhonda something of substance to do? Now she's leaving, and you fucking do this awesome thing. Yep. It literally was the best one. I mean, and yeah, mm-hmm. Rousey sitting there looking speechless. The only thing I have an issue with is at the end, Shayna Baszler gets off her chair, and it sounds like she pushes it over, <laughs> but it also kind of looks like she falls out of the fucking chair. <laughs> Because <laughs> yeah, right. we watched it, my wife. You goes, just hear it. Did she fall? The chair. I go. I don't think that's what she did. She goes. But it's what it fucking looked like. I go. It is. I was waiting for it to come come out of shot. Right? Did you just see the chair come out of frame and in frame hit the wall or something? That would have been better. But whatever. Yeah. It's not. You couldn't make sense really, of it. You just hear the noise. Yeah. <laughs> I think she fell. Anyway, um, my only I have multiple issues with the match. I yeah. guess, and I don't have to air every grievance, but I. Uh, there were a couple parts that looked real, right? The kick to the head looked good, you mm-hmm. know, and Rousey turns at the right time, but not a fan of the end. I mean, as soon as Shayna had her there, Rousey's awake, she's there, but Shayna goes down to her one bicep, right, on her side in that chokehold, and the ref's like, that's it, it's over! And I'm like, uh, did you want to check her first to see if she's actually out? Yeah, and I mean, it, it I think, just but a I mean, weird I, ending. Yeah, but I think in MMA they're not going to fucking do the arm thing. They saw that's why she fell. While I understand that she was awake, lucid fighting, and Shayna goes down, and the ref's like, "That's it, it's over." But that's when she passed out. Was, that's it, when Rousey passed out. That's why she went to her shoulder because Rousey was out and lost control. I don't think. I don't know. My bigger uh, thing. I didn't care for it. Yeah, my thing with this was is if anybody's going to try to do an actual shoot fight, you know, a shoot work fight. These are the two because they know each other and they are shooters, right? My problem with this was is that they tried their damnedest to blur that line. But to me, it just seemed like they were sparring. 
Yeah. It seemed like they were sparring. Yeah, it wasn't hard shoots or, or yeah. hard hits or anything like, like the that. The punches right. looked, you know, phoned in. I mean, listen, they gave it effort. I'm not I'm not shitting on either of them. They did the best that they could. This is not an easy thing to fucking do. But, you know, the right result. Who was it? Hager and Wardlow? Didn't they do that in Dynamite? They, they tried the MMA shoot fight one night? Probably blocked that out of my memory, so. Yeah, they were trying a lot of things in the pandemic. Um, up next was Drew McIntyre and... Gunther. So is it Gunther? Is it Gunther? Because commentary calls him Gunther. Now. <clears throat> well, they also say Gunther. <clears throat> it's both. It's both. Just like Walter. Walter. Is it Walter? Uh, is uh, Ludwig? Is that the guy that Ludwig does Van the and Giovanni Vinci? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. The first one is the one that does the... Ladies and gentlemen, my wife was hating every fucking second of it. She was like, I can't stand this guy. I go, I gotta like him. Yeah, so do I. <laughs> I described this to a Wheezy as a angry Scotsman versus a German. Yeah, that well, was perfect. Yeah. It was dead on. Um, I don't know. It was good. It was okay. But... You did. You said, did they put a chop sound effect in there? Bro, okay, so here's the thing. We all know uh, Gunther for his chops, right? That's what he's fucking right. famous for. And his they sound fucking amazing because he's fucking, he's laying that shit in. Drew was hitting oh, some. Oh, Drew was bleeding in the chest. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he got me bleeding from my chest, but I think I got the medicine. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> but, uh. Drew was hitting chops at some point, and I don't know if it was that he was making such good contact and it was echoing so much that it sounded fake, or if they were piping in chop sounds. Because there were a couple where I was like, that sounds fake as hell. It sounds like you're pumping in a sound effect. But I don't know. Maybe he was just hitting it that clean. I don't know. Well, when you are at the event, it's live, and it's loud. You hear it. But it's way louder on TV. Why? Because a lot of those chops are done in the corner right next to all of right. Southern. Why? Uh, because you're right in the corner where all those fucking cameras and mics and everything are. Right. Maybe that was it and they just cranked up the microphone as it could he did be. it. And they're like, well, let's make him sound at least more credible than his chops aren't. <laughs> uh Moment of the night for me was when the fly landed right on Goomba's face. <laughs> yeah. Just and you see him swat it off real quick. I was I've been trying to find a picture of it. I can't, and I'm sad about that. It was so good. I uh, yeah, it was it was a good match. I feel like they probably blew their wad with them at WrestleMania in the Triple Threat. Right. We've seen yeah. Sheamus and Gunther. We've seen the Triple Threat. What were we going to see out of Drew and Gunther that we haven't seen yet? And that's why I don't think that this was match of the night when I thought it was going to be match of the night. What was the match of the night was the one that followed up. I did not anticipate. All right, I I thought Rollins may retain. I was kind of hoping for the Baylor-Priest thing, but... This match was really, really good between Baylor and Rollins, man. It was... I feel like this was a match that Baylor needed to show that he is still on that main event level. Yeah, I mean, there was so much to this. Uh, the fuck? Uh, Balor comes out, and he's got seven written across the shoulder. 
that he had surgery on. Seven years on SummerSlam where Balor won the inaugural that universal title. Uh, Rollins comes out. He's wearing the fucking jacket that he wore at that match, rubbing it yeah. in Balor's face. Man, they were they were calling back. They did the buckle bomb spots. Bro, this match, the false finishes, there were so many times I was getting out of my chair going, no way, Balor's going to win this. Holy shit, Balor's going to win this. Same. I wanted Balor to fucking win. I did. I was actually cheering for him. The ending, okay. I mean, I like that, you know, you got Dom and Rhea in there. You, you at least got them on the fucking show. Sad yeah. that Rhea didn't even have a match. But, yo, you know who else wasn't on the show was your tag team champions. You couldn't put them in the Battle Royal? Mm-hmm. They've main evented or been, like, a part of everything so far this year. And now, anyway, uh, I was okay with it. You know, it was weird how Priest threw the – not weird. It was just – it was set up how he – it was perfectly set up, right? Like, and so Baylor would crawl over to it and take the curb stomp. I don't want the Judgment Day to break up, man. Keep them together. I mean, it's it's a decent stable, and everybody. I said it a couple weeks ago. Everybody is benefiting from it. Right. Fucking dirty Dom. Tell me, tell me a year ago you thought you'd be cheering for Dominic Mysterio, and now oh, I'm like, no. I want to see more of this guy. One hundred percent. Now, what 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 about this? What about this? What if Priest cashes in, gets the title, and they kick Balor out, and it's just the three of them? Do we really need Balor in Judgment Day? Probably the least interesting. I mean, I'd be okay with it. I'd be all right with that. You know? Hmm. Maybe even take on a new person or something like that, you know, and then ki- kicking him out and then Priest is the leader of the Judgment Day or however you want to call it. Yeah, that'd be interesting. I'm trying to think of who they could get in there. Hmm. I really was hoping that since he lost at Great American Bash, I was really hoping that Ilya Dragunov was just going to come up to the main roster and maybe help Gunther in some way. I was kind of hoping he'd join Imperium. Yeah, I think he's already said publicly he doesn't want to join Imperium, but I think he's going to be on the main roster soon. Hmm. Well, so yeah, the, Rollins retains not how I wanted it to be, but it was okay. Now, let's talk about Charlotte, Bianca Belair, and Asuka. Charlotte stripped herself down to <clears throat> old school, man. She looked like like old school Charlotte Flair, like very simple uh, costume or whatever, you know, her, her gear. But dear Lord, the extensions. You can tell that they were really, really long extensions and you could tell where her hair ends and the new shit begins. I was like, just go out there regular, man. I don't care if you're fucking bald. Just, it, it was just annoying to me because there was, you could see hair in the ring. And then you got Bianca Belair's long-ass fucking hair. And her shit was frayed from the beginning. She must have been whiplashing that thing. Did you notice that? I did. It it was like froey through the whole fucking Mm -hmm. uh, uh, braid. Yeah. Come on, man. Did Asuka really need to lose this? But I'm okay with this because she will end up being strong and not losing to Io with a cash-in. Because obviously that's what happened. Io... Sky, Sarai, Shy, whatever her fucking name is, she cashes in, and I, I thought it was going to be a failed attempt, right? Because that's what we'd kind of, I'd heard the rumors, at least, of that. And no, she ends up cashing in, and man, oh man, if they couldn't have made it any fucking better. One year to the, not to the date, but at least to the pay-per-view, right? Mm-hmm. 
Bailey returns last year with Io and Dakota Kai. Dakota is injured, comes out and celebrates with her. I was like, okay, full circle. Yeah. This is the shit. Yeah, fucking awesome. And it's a good thing, too, because the match was terrible. All three of them were not on their A game. I don't even think they were on their Horrible. B game. They were whiffing spots. They kept stopping yep. herky-jerky. It was not a good match. Totally agree. Yeah, it was not not any of their best match. Uh, the It's funny because early in the day, I think it was on YouTube or something, a short came up and it was Bailey walking in drinking a C4 and she goes, happy SummerSlam day. Oh, she goes, my God, yeah. What, C4? Well, fucking Bianca did a commercial on her fucking entrance. Yep. Yep. Yes. Yeah, it was a little, yeah, I hated it. And then they gave her a title win for two minutes. Yep. But anyway, Bailey goes, I'm, I'm doing my commercial here for C4. Hey, ha, 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 like that or whatever. And as she walks away, she goes, tonight we're walking home with the championship. She goes, well, EO is. And I was like, and I saw that long before SummerSlam even began. I was like, yo, she called the shot. She said it was going to happen. I'm like, she actually just told it. And then hmm. she walks away and the camera just sees her walking. And, you, and I was like, oh, dear. <clears throat> anyway, um, don't have mercy. Lord is my shepherd. He knows what I want. <laughs> Look, she's bending over. Friday? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Around here, we call this the twentieth man. <laughs> so, main event. I did not. All right, my buddy Spada texted me. Uh, a couple of times he goes, I kind of want to see Jay do a stink face to Roman, you know, just kind of dial back like his father. Uh, and he goes, I bet you Jimmy shows up and fucks him over. And I was and all of a sudden he said, what happened? He sent the bullseye target thing. He called it. He said, I bet you Jimmy comes in and screws over his brother. I didn't see that shit coming. I'm not even going to front. I like it. You just added another Same. wrinkle to the story. Cause you know what my thing is, the way I look at it is. Jay's like, nah, fuck that. Jay was number two. Jay was next in line, and he's like, fuck you guys. So Jimmy's like, oh, for real? I guess that spot's open. I guess I'll take it now. It was, dude, it was uh, pretty big. I wasn't anticipating that. But if you caught the press conference afterwards, mm. Paul Heyman answered to it. And he goes, the bloodline saga? We're in the bottom of the third. This is far from over. And I'm like, it really is, man. Like, they are... Like, it is still going, and now I'm going to want to watch more because it's still the Bloodline saga, whether they're together or not, right? I mean, fuck, it's the NWO saga, right, that we're seeing go through, or like how DX can be together and then all the way to the very end of breaking up. It's like Breaking Bad. Every season, one character exits, another one comes in. Oh, that, ooh, look at that. I like that. Ooh, and that's that's a little heads up for my bringing to the table. <laughs> man, oh man, I thought SummerSlam was a pretty good show, not the greatest of all time. Highly predictable. Um, yeah, that's exactly what I said to you. I said everything mm-hmm. was pretty predictable, and it's funny because I had said to my wife, I was like, yeah, man, I hate to use these words, but back in my day, in the 90s, man, you had like 12 matches on the card, and each one lasted five to seven minutes, maybe a little more, right? Each one of these was 20 fucking minutes yeah. minimum. It was, it's kind of almost like they were trying to do an AEW pay-per-view, right? Yeah, well, I don't... that's what they do. Well, actually, no, they jam their cards filled with a bunch, and they just go seven hours. Yeah, and here's the thing, man. They did the right thing by doing it on a Saturday, 
But the card's all fucked up. You know, you didn't have your U.S. title match. You moved that to SmackDown. There's another match that got mm-hmm. pulled from it. We didn't need the Battle Royale. The only reason that it was there was for fucking L.A. Knight. So, I mean... We were supposed it, to have Becky and Trish, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, we'll talk about that at the table later. Oh, okay. So, overall, not a bad show. Um, yeah. Yeah. Let's get into some news, though. Uh Man, it's really funny. You brought this up in a text to me, and I was like, yeah, dude, the day of recording later on, I found this, but take it away. Yeah, so last week we talked about how Vince uh, had major spinal surgery lasting about four to five hours, uh, no word on why, and, um, you know, he's probably going to be out of action for a little while, obviously, due to the nature of the procedure. And after we record, I see a story that a search warrant was executed for Vince McMahon. To the point where Vince had to put out a statement internally to the company. And then I started thinking about it. And I'm like, huh, I think I've seen this movie before. Where did I see this yep. movie? What movie was it? Oh, it was the steroids trial where Vince had neck surgery and was walking around in a fucking neck brace during the beginning of the trial. Interesting timing. It's funny you say that because, God, she was around a lot yesterday with wrestling and my wife. So, you know, it's funny because I told her because you had texted me that. And you're like, how did we not talk about that shit? And we were just driving back from a hike. And I I told her, I go, it's funny how he had the spinal surgery at the same time. And I told her the steroid trial. And I go, and this dude came to court wearing a neck brace. And she goes, wait, like you see in the movies and how people do like to, Mm -hmm. you know, get the sympathy. I go, exactly. Vince did it. (laughs) <laughs> it was literally just a foam one. No support or anything. It was literally just a yep. Better Call Saul fucking neck brace. <laughs> I was going to say that, or you ever seen Wild Things? Oh, well, I know the, I know the one research, scene. Right? Well, everybody knows the one <laughs> scene, but there's a part where Bill Murray, he's a, a lawyer, and he's like trying on different neck braces for somebody. Right. He's like, how's this one? That, how's that one, right? It's exactly what it felt like watching that. With Every time I see a picture of it, I was like, dude. Right. You, the only reason you did that was for the sympathy. I don't mm-hmm. do steroids. I got my neck. Um, the elite signed new contracts. Yay. Hooray. Uh, to the point, though, that they brought it up on Dynamite, and apparently it was a vote. They either all stayed or they all left. They weren't going anywhere, dude. Because yeah. I don't think the Bucks are going to be wanted in WWE. Hang man. Kenny, maybe. A... I think Kenny Kenny's versus Seth. One. Kenny versus... Right, I and nobody wants Hangman. Oh, shit. Speaking of, let's talk about Logan Paul's botched attempt at a... Spanish fly? Hangman's... Yeah, he tried... No, oh, they were oh, that too. Okay. They fucked the Spanish fly up again. Yeah. But then he also tried to do the buckshot lariat over the top rope and then kind of like just fell into Ricochet instead of like actually executing it. it was, oh, it was yeah, good. I must have missed that. Yeah. Hmm. He did it from the top in the ring going outside. Hmm. Just, yeah, anyway. But not only do they announce that we're all staying here and we all signed new contracts and now we all went from EP to VPs, but they, or Kenny goes, and you'll see us a lot more here on Dynamite, on Rampage. Hey, maybe even Collision. Oh, and that made everybody in the crowd go, oh, because the punk show. Nice. Yeah. They'll never show up there. No. If they do, punk's off that week. Mm-hmm. Pretty much, yeah. Um, I do have a correction. So last week we were talking about the G1 Climax, and I had said the top guy from each uh, block, so four blocks, four guys move on. 
I was incorrect. It is the top two guys in each block. And so it's an eight-man tournament. So your top two are heading into the quarterfinals. As of right now, block A and B are completely set. Both Sonata and Hikaleo. Did I say it right? Close enough. I always fuck his name up. (laughs) And they have both moved on. And Okada and Osprey both move on with their blocks. Now, I don't know if you face each other in that or if they're going to mix it up. You right. know what I mean? Like maybe Osprey faces Sonata, something. Who knows? But C and D are still, they, they're going to be fi- uh, finished by the end of this recording, I think, later on today. But right now, your top three, you have David Finley and Evil and Eddie Kingston are all tied. So... Any man's game, I'm going to go ahead and say it's probably Finley and uh, Evil. I don't think Kingston moves on. Agreed. I think it's as far as he'll go, but he had a great showing in his very first ever G1. Tomatanga's yep. out, man. That one pissed me off. Yeah. In block D, right now, you have Jeff Cobb, Zack Sabre Jr., and Tetsuro Naito are all tied. I hope Naito doesn't move on. Agreed. I've seen him there enough. He doesn't need to be in the main event. What do you got, man? Any other uh, news? I see you have a couple things here. I didn't even know. Yeah, a couple things. And uh, this piece of news was, uh, I think, broke by PW Insider, if I'm not mistaken. Apologies if I give the wrong credit. But uh, it appears Kyrie Sane is fucking returning to WWE. Might be as early as tomorrow. Or two days ago, if you're listening to this on Wednesday. Yeah, so <laughs> remember she kind of left kind of man. abrupt. Yeah. Well, wasn't it kind of abrupt last time she left? It was just like, oh, yeah, she's leaving. Just out of nowhere. Now, so, man, that would be great. Getting her back involved with Asuka. You got EO as your champ. I would love man, EO. I think EO and, and Kairu would be a good team. Be a really yeah. good team. Not pigeonholing, you know, but just same kind of. Uh, I confuse that with glory holing. Sorry. All right. Anyway, uh, last piece <laughs> of news. Uh, this is kind of a sad one, but you kind of figured it was going to come to that. Uh uh, Biggie has seen uh, some specialists, you know, regarding his neck injury, uh, and he has been advised never to wrestle again. Um, I, like I said, I mean, I don't think this is coming as a shock to anybody. It's a damn shame. But uh, while, his, <laughs> excuse me, see, I'm getting so choked up about it. <clears throat> while his championship <laughs> reign was lackluster, it was still a moment. I mean, to be quite honest with you, you you watched a lot more wrestling during those formative years than I did. Um, I, I was happier to see Big E be champ than Kofi, to be quite honest with you. Oh, wow. That's fine. Me, yeah, I got you. You have my years of it. But uh, it was a it was an awesome moment. And he said, I'm cashing in tonight on Raw. And he did. And it was awesome. Who did he beat? Was it Miz or Bobby? Uh, I think, yeah, that's a good question. I think it was Miz. Yeah, because Miz had cashed in. No, he didn't cash in. I don't know how Miz had the championship. I forgot. Yeah, either way. But it was a good moment, and it, it's a shame that he is not going to be wrestling, obviously, for the better. Um, but this is where Lil John and I were talking. He said, I'd like to see him. He started in NXT. Get rid of Booker. Put Big E as your commentator in NXT. Hell, yeah. I think B- Big E would be great as a commentator, backstage role, anything at all. He's very... Uh, charismatic, he's great on the mic, so I think you could put him in anything. Maybe he just is a manager to Kofi and 
Xavier or whatever, you know, still New Day. But who knows? It's funny because when I first read that and heard about it, I was like, is he trying to swerve everybody and he'll show up tonight in the Battle Royal or something? I was kind of hoping. Yeah, no. <laughs> that bitch is lucky <laughs> to be alive. Um, there's All a, right. There's a there's a internet show me and the family watch together. It's called A Good Mythical Morning. Uh, it's, it's, it's a fun show. But anyway. Uh, they did. They did a thing. They've had wrestlers on before, and uh, I think it was during the summer once they were on vacation. So they had guest hosts, and they had the New Day once on as hosts. I'll send you the video, bro. It's fucking hilarious, Biggie. Oh my god, they do, they do commercials and they have to use props and they have to like improvise, and Biggie. Is oh just yeah, send me that. That's awesome. Fucking hilarious. Oh god, it's so great. Nice. I did watch. It was during the pandemic when they were all doing Zoom things mm-hmm. i remember they did a an interview all three of them were on there and all of a sudden kofi stands up he goes yo stop and he goes I said yell at my kid he's spraying the uh the contractor outside with a hose the guy's out there trying to work on his lawn and his kids just spraying him with a fucking hose <laughs> <laughs> i thought it was hysterical uh all right let's it, breeze through some of the things that happened this past week in wrestling not a whole lot to write home about but dynamite we see rvd shows up and is going to be challenging Jack Perry for the T... Oh, no, you wrote TNT title, man. You have it wrong. It's FTW. Oh, yeah, it is. See, too many fucking yeah. titles. So I wonder... Exactly. So I kind of wonder if this will be going to Wembley, or is it going to be on Dynamite? I think it's on Dynamite, yeah. Oh, uh, well, uh. Uh, MJF ends up challenging Adam Cole to Wembley. He said, I told you I'm going to give it. And he goes, but I can't give you a match. And he plays it, and you hear people like, oh, why? Come on, oh, boo. And he goes, I can't just give you any match. You have to have the match. And it was cool. And then you see Roddy losing his fucking mind backstage, Ugh. breaking shit. Yeah. Like, oh, my friend got a title match. Grr. Yeah. <laughs> but then I think it was Swerve. Maven Swerve or someone else came backstage to Roddy and was like, it's fucked up, man. Basically, like, getting in his ear and being like, I wouldn't stand for that. God damn it, I think you're right. Roddy's going to end up turning on Adam and then probably will help MJF win at Wembley. Yeah, I could see it. Probably the... MJF the retains, now, and then you but, got Cole versus Roddy. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Hikaru Shida defeated Tony Storm because we have to have, on our 200th episode... We have to have a title change. And we have to have all those confetti poppers ready to go. Oh, yeah, naturally, naturally. Um, you remember? You were part of a couple of those two TNT mm-hmm. title changes in Rochester with confetti. <laughs> yep. So here's my thing with this. <clears throat> remember when Sheeta first debuted? I was like, I kind of like her. Yeah. I was like, I fucking push her. Give me, Tell me more about her. Let's fucking get her over. Here's the thing. She got over, sort of, but not with me. Like, there, she, there's no substance to her. No substance. Other than she's Sheeta, and she carries the kendo yep. stick. Yep. Nothing. You are killing this women's division, man. I mean, for a moment, it looked decent. You know, I mean, you had Baker, Rosa, Deeb, mm-hmm. and then you brought in Tony, you have Ruby, you have you have everything there. The tools are there. 
why are is it even possible that WWE women are doing better than the AEW women? Because Tony, again, can't put the fucking straw down. Something. We got to have someone uh, lose a championship tonight. It's a 200th episode. People are expecting confetti, guys. Let's see. Uh, Tony, you're first. Oh, Poor Tony. my God. She's had two quick title reigns, man. But anyway, on Friday, this is cool. I'm liking this. Street Profits turned heel, and they are with Bobby Lashley, and it's... Is it official they are the new Hurt Business? They haven't given the name of the stable. I mean, it was pretty fresh. And the nice thing was they came out in suits. So they were dressed just like the Hurt Business was. And I'll tell you something. uh, I I don't remember who the fuck is who. Who's the the, the bigger one? Who's the the actual... Who's Bianca's husband? Oh, Bianca. That's uh, Montez Ford. Montez Ford. So Angelo Dawkins is the other one. Angelo Dawkins lost some weight. Or he had a really well-cut suit. I thought the same thing when I saw him. I go, who is that? Yeah, because I it, he does look like he's slimmed down some, or like you said, that's a great tailored suit. <laughs> uh, man, if you are gonna do this, mm-hmm. bring back Cedric and Shelton. Too. At least Shelton, get them back. At least TV. Shelton. Yeah, man, I agree. I actually, Cedric was actually pretty good, and he it, was. It, he had TV time. Where is he now? He got main over. event. Is he even on TV anywhere? Who the fuck knows? Her business was pretty good for. Coming out of the pandemic, it was in there, but also coming out of it, that was a big fucking group, and people were really behind. And I hate to say this, there was a reason WWE pushed it at that time, too. Yeah, odd timing indeed. Hate to say it, but yeah. yes. Here's, yes. here's my there. thing. Her business got naturally over. They could have been as big, if not bigger, than Judgment Day if they would have stuck with it. 100% agree. That's what I, I'm saying, because they... Old guys getting pushed, again, Shelton. Cedric, young meat getting in there and getting a time on TV. And Bobby looks like a million dollars as your leader. Mm-hmm. They didn't even need MVP. Just made it that Don't put MVP and Omas in there. Please don't do it. Oh, God, It'll no. ruin Hurt Business. Yeah, no, fuck <laughs> that. I didn't watch Saturday night. Yeah, we were kind of busy. Because <laughs> busy with SummerSlam, but... I got up early, did my due diligence, and did a little uh-huh. uh, researching to see what happened because I like to come to the show with substance. And, man, we got two more matches that are now set for all in. Almost set. Challenges were thrown down, but right. neither have been accepted. After FTR retains against Big Bill and Brian Cage, which, got to be honest, people are liking them as a team. And I'm okay with it. I mean, it's... It, like it, I, I think Big Bill got fucked over with all the Enzo stuff, you know. But then also he, well, he got himself fired by like, didn't he like kick the midget and he wasn't supposed to in the ring or some shit? Like he, yeah, he did something, something he wasn't and then he had, to. he had some mental health issues too. And well, then yeah, and then he also went into drinking a lot, and then mm-hmm. he ended up seizing at an event. Yeah, there's a lot. Anyway, I'm glad to see him out doing something. Brian Cage. I was happy when he first got in AEW, you know, years ago, but then he's just done nothing. When so he, I'm glad to see them together. Yeah, when he debuted and ripped that ladder apart, that's probably the best thing he's done since he's been in AEW. Yeah. The moment I knew that he was going downhill was when Taz goes, here's an old title. They're not going to give you one, so here's one of mine that I used to use. And that's how FTW title came in. And it that was like the end of Brian Cage, for real. Pretty like much. He hasn't done anything great since then. But after FTR retains... They get on the mic and they said, 
you know, we've said that we have some unfinished business. You know, it, it's great. Dax goes, I, we had the trilogy with the Briscoes. That was great. We had this. That was great. And blah, 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 naming all their good matches and stuff like that. And then he go, and then uh, Cash said, and when we said we had unfinished business, hey, Young Bucks, and the fucking crowd went nuts because they're tied, man. They haven't had their rubber match, if you will, right? One was on Dynamite. Yes. Yeah, one was on Dynamite, and the other one was on uh, uh, Full Gear, I believe, mm-hmm. a couple years back. And they're challenging them to all in at Wembley. Now, that's the place to make that match happen. Okay, I'm in. 100%. It's going to be bad. interesting to see how it gets booked. Yeah, I think FTR retains. I certainly you hope You know what so. I'd like to see happen? It won't happen, but Kenny walks with them down to the ring, so Punk walks down to the ring with FTR. Yeah. Um. Oh, my God. I got to tell you this. I saw the funniest fucking meme, if you will. It's the CMFTR shirt that they all that the mm-hmm. guys are wearing right when you see cmftr someone wrote on the thing he goes i can't not say come farter now every time i see cmftr way to ruin it man <laughs> i know i wanted to ruin it hey just like you sent me something today you're like i had to see it so you have to see this yeah well the, i had to hear the that logo so be? you see that <laughs> <laughs> so we have one more challenge that happens. Uh, Samoa Joe broke an AEW record, like beat someone in 10 seconds. I don't even know who, who it was. He just put him in a fucking chokehold and it was the end of the match, barely sweating. And then gets on the mic and says, you know, there's a guy who calls himself the quote unquote real world's champion. We've battled in this ring nearly over three hours worth of, of our matches. And it's about right now. Yeah, like yeah. it's, between the two in Ring of Honor that went 60 minutes, you have Collision and then their third match that happened at uh, All-Star Extravaganza. So they have had a lot of matches, and he goes, but our legacy, it can't just end with a roll-up. Damn. Okay, I like that. That was a really good line because I'm like, it's, it's not good enough for your legacy. And they're doing this match at fucking all in watching punk and joe when i was a kid or not a kid or you know several years ago getting into watching their shit i wouldn't have anticipated seeing this in front of eighty thousand people i'm in all in that's awesome that's exciting to see uh but i also just found out we're going away for the weekend i don't get to watch all in live boo eh, i know but if I did, you want to hear the funny part? All In begins at 1 o'clock for you. It'd be 10 a.m. that I would have to start watching All In. So I already oh, do right. anyway, so I'll Britain. just have to yeah. watch it on a replay. I like that. I like that at 1 p.m. Yeah. show. Now, wait a minute. Now, here's the, now, here's oh, the question. That, dude. Here's the question. Is it on a Saturday or a Sunday? It's Saturday. Good. Because that's going to be football time, isn't yes. it? It Well, close to. It's a, like a couple week weeks before, before. Yeah, okay. All right. Yeah. Man, but right now we got MJF, Adam Cole, Bucks, FTR, and Samoa Joe Punk. Again, two out of three haven't really officially been set, right? right. They haven't accepted. I loved 
Joe in his promo says, and uh, I'm asking you right now, if you don't have the answer for me soon, by next week, I'm going to take the answer from you, punk. I was like, oh, my God. Yeah, he's he great. He's the double entendre with the, with yeah. the punk. It's so awesome. <laughs> Good. Hey, I'm, I'm already excited for All In. I think that it could be a pretty decent show altogether. They're starting off pretty strong with the card. Let's see what they bring to the table. Ooh. Just bring it, bitch! Oh my gosh! As you know on our show, if someone passes, we give you the right 10-bell salute. We gave one to Razor. We gave one to Brody Lee. I think you even gave one to Larry the Pig for Alexa Bliss's <laughs> pig or whatever when that died. And the timing of things, right? I mean, you and I cannot stop talking Better Call Saul and Breaking Bad. Mark Margolis passed away, man, and that is Hector Salamanca. So, for you, Mr. Margolis, here you go. The boss can suck me. <laughs> You've seen Scarface. You have no before, idea how bad I want to say that. You've seen like, Scarface, my, right? My, like, co-worker. Oh yeah, he's in Scarface. That's yeah. right. Yep. Yeah, he's the fucking crazy guy that's supposed to bomb the guy. Yeah, and he was uh, Ace yep. Ventura's landlord. That's the other one. <laughs> I heard scratching in there. I heard animal noises. Yes, Satan. Oh, I'm sorry. You remind me of someone else I knew. God, that's such a good one. I forgot that he was that. Uh, man, it's just like I said, man. I I, I like Hector Salamanca, and it's oh, yeah. funny because you hate him in Breaking Bad because you're just like Jesus, this guy with his bell, yeah, the face. <laughs> but then he's a full blown character in Better Call Saul. Yeah, and it's so good. Like, and he he has shit on his shoe and starts picking it off with a pen on Gus Fring's desk yeah. while talking to Gus Fring. That dude's badass. Hell yeah. Salamanca, blood. All right. What do you bring to the table? Oh, yeah. By the way, uh, Adrian Street passed away, too. Uh, we'll loop him into that 10-bell salute. Uh, <laughs> Adrian Street. Who the hell is Adrian Street? You don't know who Adrian Street is? There's a British wrestler came over in the late 70s. Oh, he did. Yes, 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 yes. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Who the fuck like, is Adrian Street? <laughs> <laughs> Who the fuck is this on my podcast? Right. So you know, we were talking about the SummerSlam card, and, uh, you know, it's funny because there's been all this drama with that dumb broad from AEW talking all this shit, and basically every other roster member is like, yeah, bitch, don't know what she's talking about. She just can't cut the mustard, so she's talking shit. Uh, but, you know, there is a... Uh, you know, a little... Wait, who? Lufisto? Oh! Yeah. Okay, yeah. Apparently yeah. you have to pay attention to her. Yeah, to MJF basically that. called her out and said, yeah, you're just not good enough to make the biz, so you're just going to shit on everybody. <clears throat> Fantastic, right? But there's a lot of there's a lot of shit him. talking going on about AEW's women's division, and rightfully so. I mean, it's to the point now where people have been talking shit for so long... And, you know, those people get called out, well, you just don't like women's wrestling. And now even the people who are, like, really pro-women's wrestling are like, wow, yeah, yeah, this shit really sucks. We need to fix this. Mick Foley would hate this. Yeah, <laughs> right, exactly. So it, it's starting to catch <clears throat> on on WWE because Becky Lynch and Trish Stratus was supposed to be on SummerSlam weekend, and it got pushed, right? 
So they're pushing it to. It's going to be in uh, Canada. Canada. I do know that. Right. It's, it's a wrong Canada. So at least uh, it's actually going to be Toronto because it's right around. I think it's like a week or two before I'm going to Toronto. So. Um, oh. Okay. But it's funny because you know some people have been active. <gasps> Wait a second. What? Edge said he wanted to end his career, wrestle one last match in Toronto. Oh. That's isn't that coming up soon? It's that like would a week be this or two. Year. It's a week That's or two this... away. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, you never know. All right. Sorry, move on. <laughs> no, that's fine. But, I mean, a lot of the same shit's happening. Like, Rhea Ripley has, like, liked some tweets, kind of like Soraya did and this and that. So there's a tweet from yesterday. It's a picture. It's from from Becky Lynch. It's her at, at what I would assume is her kitchen counter. There's just a bunch of lemons laying on the counter. She's got a knife in her hand. You can see a blender there. And she goes, literally turning lemons into lemonade. What are you guys doing this weekend? Good for her. <laughs> Actually, Rhea Ripley did a tweet yes. as well. Yep. It was a picture of her in the mirror, which, Jesus Christ, anyway. Mm-hmm. But she said, getting ready for some media. Instead of, like, and she even did some, S-O-M-E. It was S-U-M, dot, 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 media coverage or some shit like that. Being like, I'm not even on the card. I, I, Wow, women's wrestling is getting a huge movement all of a sudden. Remember the time that we had, uh, what was it? Evolution. Shit, Evolution. What was the name of that? Yeah. yeah. This is the first of many. Well, first of one. That was the only time. <laughs> We're going to listen to you, the fans. <laughs> Bullshit. <laughs> uh, well, you know what? At least the women are getting a little bit better time nowadays than they were in the wars because... What do you do when you have a crazy-ass girl like Luna? Well, put her in with some oddities. Monday Night Wars! How about that? Lex Luger. The total package. Members of the Wolfpack celebrate a big, big win in a match that Bret Hart dominated. And as far as jack-offs go, while we're at it, you two have got to be a couple of the biggest jack-offs I've ever met in my life. Jeez, they're splitting up, no doubt about it. Ho, 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 Let me get this straight. You are calling me a jack-off? Yeah, yeah, he called you a jack-off, but more importantly, you're calling me a jack-off? We're jack-offs? Yeah, let's get this straight. You're a jack-off. He's a jack-off. You're a jack-off. Supposedly, she's a jack-off. And I'm a jack-off. We're all in agreement. Everybody in this ring is a bunch of jack-offs, right? (laughs) They're agreeing. Not that split. Wait a minute, you guys. She's talking. She's not a mute. Listen to these people. Did it ever occur to you guys that people are sick and tired of looking at your asses every week? <laughs> no, it didn't. Everybody wants to see our ass. What's your point? My point is, is that if anybody's going to initiate a DX split, 
It's gonna be me. Anybody is going to initiate a DX split, it's going to be me. Dude. <laughs> We're going to get into it, but obviously you heard the sound clip of that. Um, my favorite part is when China grabs the mic, you see Billy Gunn go, she can talk? Like, he uses his hand like a little puppet thing. He goes, she can talk? I don't know why, it just made me laugh. I mean, it's not the first time. Remember, like, two years ago, we heard her speaking to Los Bariquas? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Fucking, full fucking, <laughs> like, yeah. I haven't heard her talk, and all of a sudden, she's just full-blown Spanish. (laughs) All right, man. We not only had our Monday Night Wars, but we had, is it Road Wild, Hog Wild? Which one is this one? Road Wild. (laughs) Road. We got rid of Hog. That's right. That was Road Wild. Here we are. It's, It's Sturgis. We don't have Jeff and Biker Chicks, but this time, we got a new guy. Go ahead. Break it down for us. Well, it starts off uh, with commentary, and fucking Tanae and Shivani look like complete tools. Uh, I think it's Tanae that's dressed exactly like Orange Cassidy. Oh, my God. <laughs> Jesus Christ, you're right. I did, they didn't even hit me. Wow. <laughs> right? That is amazing. I didn't even... Wow. <laughs> I got to get a screenshot of that. <laughs> hey, there's still time. Logo. Uh, yeah, and as you mentioned, uh, you know, Gene, Gene is back. On that bike. <laughs> it's funny because how he's sitting on it, you're like, you know they rolled that thing out. And he's like, and I, and I sit here, right, on the side? Okay. There's no way Gene's ever even started a motorcycle. I know, right? Uh, yeah, it looked surprised. unnatural. It looked like a fucking orthodontist sitting on a fucking motorcycle, you know? Well. Not to say that orthodontists don't. He just looked like a dork on it. Jericho calls that out later in one of his promos uh, later in the evening, but we'll get there when we get there. Uh, sign spotting here. Uh, there's a woman, a lot of nice biker chicks in the crowd there. Uh, one of them had a sign that said, Guys, show us your hog. <laughs> Someone flipped the script on the so, DX thing. So maybe it is hog wild. <laughs> oh, she meant a motorcycle. No, probably not. No. <laughs> nope. Uh, we open up with our grudge match that's been building up over the last few weeks. It's Barbarian versus Mang. <clears throat> Barbarian hits an overhead belly to belly superplex. That was fucking impressive. Yep. It's a big boy to throw. Yeah, no shit. Uh, Mang ends up winning with a tongue and death grip. Jimmy Hart starts pulling Mang's hair. Morris, Hugh Morris comes out to assist in the beatdown. Hart hits a splash slash double X handle on Mang. Uh, and then Mang just tosses him off and fights back for a second. And Jim Duggan makes the save. Yay. I was hoping to see Jim Duggan again. Yeah, I know, right? <sighs> no tape, though. Thank God. No tape. No, no tape. tape. Uh, one thing to mention that I put in notes uh, was, uh, you know, in the previous years, it was weird. There was just like a wall and a dirt path, and that's where the wrestlers would come out. They actually have a stage this time, mm. uh, but that's yeah. because Travis Tritt is going to be playing a concert at the end of the event. Thank God it was at the end. 
<clears throat> they didn't put it on air. I kind of wanted to watch it. Uh, <laughs> first of all, I just found Mike Tanay looking like Orange Cassidy. Holy shit. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It is dead on. It's exactly the same. And Tony Schiavone looks like he should be at the Blue, the Blue Oyster, Oyster Club. Oh, God. Um, I will say it's a huge crowd in Sturgis, by the oh, way. Well, very, yeah. very big-ass crowd. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Uh, next Free wrestling, have, why not? <laughs> next we have Pubic Enema versus Das Douchebags. Guess what I did? Uh, I fast-forwarded to the end. Uh, they had three tables stacked, Disco on top of them, and Rocco jumps off like the lighting pole and smashes through them. Hooray! It was kind of... I, I, that was a cool spot. And you know what? what it actually funny is I just well. saw... A, I, I, it did. And I just saw a video the other day. It was the Gangsta's. New Jack and Mustafa, their very first uh, match ever in ECW, ECW it was against. against Pubic Enema. Yep. Yeah. Yo, they were over as shit in mm-hmm. ECW, man. Because obviously, with what they do, right? I think if you really think about it, man, Eric was kind of ahead of the curve when it came to giving wrestling to for everyone. WCW had its mat wrestling. You have your hardcore. You have your cruiserweights. It, they he actually did a good job of giving you everything. As where Vince was like, "No, nah, if you're not big and beefy, I don't want you." <laughs> That's a good point. And then again, you have a three-hour show, so you have a lot of stuff you can put out there. Um, but I'm like, so even like back in the day, I think I kind of liked Public Enemy. That's the funny part. Oh yeah, I kind of liked them in matches because I was like, it's cool. They, they were doing things that we weren't seeing anywhere else minus ECW. Now it's like every fucking match. Yeah, yeah, it lost its luster, and they just look like tools yeah. anyway, so. I know that you're a big hater on them. Yeah. I'm just saying, at one point, they were pretty over. Oh, no, fair enough. And you know what? It's very possible back in the day I saw one of their matches and popped for it, so I'm not even going to front. Sure. So it's just easier to talk shit nowadays with fresh eyes, so. And as an angry old man. Listen to us. So, next you get Raven versus Saturn versus Canyon in your triangle match. Um, they fucking announced this as pinfalls count because it's Raven rules match, which just means anything goes. Pinfalls count anywhere in Sturgis County limits. I got really scared that this match was going to go so long they'd end up a mile away from the ring. <laughs> Thank God they didn't. It was a shit show as expected. Saturn wins. They couldn't go into the crowd. Bikers would kick the shit out of oh, them. Oh, God, are you kidding me? Yeah, they got close getting close to the fucking uh, barricade sometimes. Uh, yep. n- next, you get Psychosis versus Rey Mysterio Jr. This is a fucking Nitro match. Rey wins. Yep, 100%. It was like they just threw this in there because we need to give some time to guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Next, you get Chavo versus Stevie Ray for the TV title. This was fucking just absolute balls to the wall insanity. Chavo says he's the TV champ. Chavo wrote up a contract that Stevie signed. Chavo notarized it with that stamp that he got from Stevie's bag that Chavo calls this, you know, notary thing, whatever. (laughs) It's a squash. Stevie retains. uh, He's called the self-proclaimed, like the ring announcer calls him the self-proclaimed TV champion. Cuts a promo. He says, you know, I'm going to beat this guy some more. I'm going to beat this guy up some more. If anybody don't like it, come do something. He shoves the ref down, goes after Chavo. Eddie comes in, grabs the belt. He stops Stevie. Then Eddie just drops the belt. Stevie takes it and leaves. And Eddie extends his hand to Chavo, but Chavo doesn't accept. I wonder if Booker was hurt in real life. Might have been. 
Yeah. It's a weird storyline. Booker just had, like, all these grueling matches with Benoit, Finley, yeah. and now he's the champ, and now all of a sudden, Stevie's your champ. Well, think weird. about it, man. Have you seen Benoit lately either? That's a good point. Yeah. Hey, it might have taken a toll on him. Who knows? They might have just been like, guys, you've, you've done enough for us. You, you guys can take a few weeks off. Take a day. Yeah, right. We Sorry. got Jay Leno coming in. We got Dennis Rodman coming up. We got a lot of people in the uh, celebrities. We don't need you for the next couple months. Take yeah. the summer off. Rick Steiner comes to the ring, and then Dylan's there and says, hey, the match isn't taking place tonight. You know, Rick, you hit Scott in the head with a chair, and, you know, he saw our doctors, and they said he can't compete for two weeks. And then right after that, Buff brings Scott Steiner out, who's on a gurney. He's got a neck brace, an oxygen mask, an IV bag. His leg is wrapped up in gauze. His arm is wrapped up on gauze. Buff keeps putting the mic up to the oxygen mask, and Scott's like, rawr, 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 rawr. <laughs> <laughs> It was actually fucking funny. Buff's in a neck brace. The whole crowd's chanting bullshit. Dylan says, well, hold on now. The contract states if this match between the brothers can't take place, WCW has 45 days to schedule, so it's going to take place at Fall Brawl, which is September 13th, and if you're not available for Fall Brawl, you're going to be banned from wrestling for life. Scott naturally just leaps right out of the fucking gurney, and Rick chases him off. They've been teasing this match for months. Is it because they know it's just going to be a shit show and not a good match? <sighs> yeah, I, I, I don't know. I can't figure out, yeah. Yeah, for some reason. It's been teased so long, it's lost its luster. It's like, who cares? Next, you get Brian Adams versus Mongo. We get a ref bump because it's WCW. Vincent goes for a chair show. Mongo ducks. Uh, Mongo ends up getting the win. Vincent hits chair shots just like Hogan does. No force. <laughs> Dink. Just enough to barely get a sound out of it. I'm going to swing hard, but then I'm going to stop with all my might and let it just land on you lightly. <laughs> I'm sorry. Did I hurt you? Yeah, right. Uh, next is your favorite part of the show. We see Gene back on the bike with the American Iron Horse Girls. <laughs> what are you ladies up to tonight? Literally says, what are you ladies up to tonight? <laughs> you know he was drinking. I love it. Oh, yeah. You know, dry, was it? Uh, martinis. Uh, dirty Martinis. That's right. There you go. Bought the guy one. Next, you get Hoovy versus Jericho for the Cruiserweight title. Sign in the crowd. Hogan rides a Honda. <laughs> I love it to all the bikers are like that's a really good joke <laughs> yeah right even I pop for it a little bit I think it's hysterical uh, Malenko is your rep for this match uh, Jericho comes to the ring in a kimono it didn't quite look like uh, Ikea's rap this was like a full blown kimono it was weird I don't know looked good I might get one for myself he looked like he borrowed it from the ladies that used to give flowers to Yokozuna oh I thought you were going to say girls at the massage parlor but whatever I'm banned from that <laughs> no touchy are. touchy <laughs> I was going to make a joke about Richland, but never mind. <laughs> I'm out of there. Thank know, God. Right? Thank God. <laughs> Jericho gets heat on the crowd uh, on the mic, but he's getting drowned out by the bikes revving in the in the crowd. Uh, Jericho gets the lion tamer on, but Hoovy gets to the rope, and Jericho immediately releases the hold, thinking he won. He asks Malenko what happened. Malenko doesn't answer. Hoovy accidentally uh, looked like he was rearing back for a punch and caught Malenko in the eye. Jericho grabs the title, clocks Hoovy. Uh, Jericho slaps Malenko. 
like get over here and make the pin. Malenko, uh, or I'm sorry, Hoovy kicks out. This I thought was fucking great. You get Jericho sitting on the top buckle. Malenko goes over to him, and Jericho just kicks Malenko, spins him around, doing a 180, so his back is to Jericho. Hoovy starts running towards the corner, goes to jump over but Malenko, but Malenko helps him, thrusts him over him right on top of Jericho for a Rana off the top for the win. Fucking crazy. Crowd pop. It was uh, sick. Yeah. Hoovy won the title. That'll get reversed tomorrow. <laughs> Next, the thing we were all waiting for, the NWO Battle Royal. You get eliminated by pinfall or getting thrown over the top rope. Uh, your participants are Scott Hall, The Giant, Kurt Hennig, Scott Norton, Kevin Nash, Sting, Lex Luger, Conan, and Goldberg. Uh, it's nice to see Wait, wait, wait. That's right. That's the best part. It is an NWO Battle right. Royal. Goldberg gets in there. Yep, just so he could get after the Giant. I mean, it's listen, you know, although it makes no sense, you got to be happy that at least the world title is being shown on a pay-per-view. <laughs> sure. Could you not maybe have a match? His matches are six seconds long anyway. You Con- could have had anybody in there. Considering what the main event's going to be, but we'll get there. That's my point. Yeah. Oh, no, I got you. I'm with you 100% on that one. One less Gene on a bike segment, and we would have had a Goldberg match. <laughs> a Goldberg match. match, exactly, right? <laughs> Hall gets quickly eliminated by Goldberg. Nash eliminates himself just to go after Hall. Conan's out. Hennig's out. Uh, Goldberg takes Sting and Norton out over the top. Uh, Spirit of Luger and Giant tosses him over the top. We're down to the Giant and Goldberg. So you kind of got a match from him. Uh, Giant hits a choke slam. Goldberg straight up does the Undertaker sit-up. Literally yep. just sits right up. Spear jackhammer wins. Yeah, it was pretty uh, stolen, yeah, if you will. straight up. <laughs> yeah, you're not the dead man. Anyway, I don't even want to talk about this, but we will. Hulk Hogan and Eric Bischoff versus DDP and Jay Leno. Um, I mean, it really did deserve to be the main event when you think about it. Kevin Eubanks is there, too. Because, you know, he's actually the athletic one. Actually, I'm not going to lie. If there's one thing that has ever come out of having the celebrities with DDP, you had Carl Malone, and now you got Leno and Eubanks, he could teach a sick-ass cutter to someone because mm-hmm. Kevin Eubanks did a really good fucking one. I'm not going to lie. And Carl Malone did a great one on Kurt Hennig during the uh, Goldberg title match. Oh, yeah? that The match that he won- beat Hogan. So I'm like, it's... Yeah, I mean, I guess we're getting celebrities doing a good wrestling move. But then you got Jay Leno in the ring. Then there's Jay Leno. Yeah, Um, this seems like an odd place to put the match like this actual pay-per-view because this crowd doesn't seem like a Jay Leno crowd to me. (laughs) But what do I know? Anyway, uh, they're more of some Letterman kind of guys. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe even lower than that. I don't fucking trailer park boys. Uh, I skipped ahead on this, man. Basically what happens, like you mentioned, is Eubanks hits a cutter on Bischoff and Leno gets the pin. The heels beat down the faces, but Goldberg runs in, double spears Hogan and Bischoff. And, uh, yeah, it's on to the Travis Trick concert, which, thank God, wasn't on the cock. And you have uh, the show closing, though, with DDP, Goldberg, and Leno in the ring with their hands raised. Mm -hmm. That's a sight to remember. It is. It is indeed. 
So we go into Nitro, our follow-up show. You get Barbarian versus Jim Duggan to start off. Duggan wins. Morris runs in and attacks him. Mang makes the save, hits double Tongan death grip on Jimmy Hart and the Barbarian. Uh, Duggan tries to stop Mang, puts the death grip on him, takes out a couple security guards, goes to the back, and we'll get back to him in a second. He's got a championship match against Goldberg in the main event. Gene's in the ring with Lex Luger. Uh, they talk about him getting attacked on Nitro last week. He says Scott Hall was ID'd as one of the guys that jumped him. Uh, he got his revenge on Thunder. Uh, he said he got info that the second guy was Bret Hart. Hart comes to the ring, calls Luger a damn liar. Gene has this look like, oh shit, he just called him a liar. The look on Gene's face. Like, <laughs> I know, right? It was great. Oh, snap. Uh, Luger says he wants a title shot uh, for the U.S. title tonight. Or he said, or I can just knock your teeth down your throat now. And Brett says, all right, you're on. So they got a match later coming up. Have you seen the picture that's been circulating of Luger and Brett talking at a WrestleCon or something like that? Yes. It says Luger still pleading his case for the 94 Royal Rumble. Royal Rumble, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, next you get Das Douchebags and Tokyo Magnum. Um, Eric, uh, Alex Wright and uh, Disco Douchebag run down Magnum for costing them the match at Roadwild. And next up, Magnum has a match with Eddie Guerrero, and it's a squash Eddie wins. There you go. Saturn calls out Canyon for not showing up as his tag team partner a couple times recently, so we get Canyon versus Saturn. Lodi causes a distraction. Raven hits the even flow on Saturn. Canyon gets the win. Uh, we cut to the back, and Mang is just taking people out left and right. Amazing how you can make like it's the most. It's the most dominant he'll actually be able to be because if he's facing Goldberg, he's about to get squashed. So he's going to beat everybody else up tonight. It's amazing how you can make somebody look like such a badass and never do anything with them. Yep, I don't get it. Uh, next, you get Sick Boy versus Mongo. Uh, the best part about this match was a sign I saw in the crowd that said "Lodi stole my sign." I thought that was pretty <laughs> fucking funny. Mongo wins. Next, you get Hogan, Bischoff, and Disciple to the ring. Bischoff says he doesn't like coming to South Dakota. Pretty sure this show is in Iowa. But what do I know? <laughs> <laughs> Hogan says WCW and Goldberg are on notice and that the black and white will be providing security for the main Goldberg match because, you know, we don't want anything to happen to Goldberg. Right so after basically that, a lumberjack match. Yeah, pretty much. Right after that, Shivani's on. Uh, says, "Oh, I just got a message saying that the red and black are going to be providing security for the title match." Oh, okay. I know how this is going to end. Next, you get like every Nitro. Yeah, pretty much. Next, you get Stevie Ray versus Chavo, a rematch for the TV title. Uh, Chavo's looking for Pepe. Jericho comes out on the rep, says, "Oh, I got happy. I got Pepe right here." Gets Chavo to follow him to the back, and you just hear a bunch of commotion. Jericho comes back out. Pepe's broken up. <laughs> he just throws him to the side. Jericho takes his place. Jericho hits a low blow on the ref at one point. Giant comes out for some reason. Choke slams Stevie Ray. Jericho locks in the line tamer as the ref comes back up, and Jericho wins the TV title two days after losing the Cruiserweight title. Yep. Interesting. I was actually thinking that, really, the Cruiserweight was just going to go back to him because that's the, what they've been doing for the last couple of months. Um... Yeah, I didn't even know that he won the TV title, to be honest with you. 100% with you. I was a Jericho yeah. fan right around this time, so... Yeah. Anyway. He's only got, uh, what, maybe, shit, 11 months left, and then he's over in WWE. Yeah. What are we at, 98? August 98? So August of 99. Yeah. 
Yeah, he showed up just like a week or two before uh, SummerSlam 99. There you go. Holy shit. That'll be another 10,000 hours of fucking watching. Bischoff and Liz come to the ramp. Uh, They recap the main event. They keep referencing this restraining order. I feel like the black and white put it in a place. Something to do with her. They can't show video from the pay-per-view, so they're just showing stills. And it's basically Bischoff twisting it to make themselves look better than they were using just still images. Uh, It was another fucking Bischoff segment. What do you want? Next, you get Psychosis versus Lizamark Jr. and Rey Mysterio. Uh, it was a dope finish. Uh, Rey wins. It was, I don't even remember how the fuck it happened. So I think Psychosis was on his back. Rey went running towards him, and Psychosis put up his knees to springboard Rey, who did a front fr- flip, landed on Lizmark's shoulders, and did his Rana into the pin. Pretty sick fucking finisher. But anyway, but it I made like Psychosis Mizark look like a dumbass. Lizmark. You like what? I like Mizark better than Lizmark. Mizark Jr. <laughs> we get Luger Smells versus Bret like shit. Sorry. <laughs> Luger versus Bret Hart for the U.S. title. Bret comes out to the NWO music, not his own like he did for the promo. Uh, there's a ref bump. Surprise. Bret pulls the nux from his trunks. Trunks, trunks. Whiffs the punch. Luger gets him in the rack. Hart submits. Luger wins the U.S. title. Wolfpack comes out to celebrate just like AEW. There's fucking pyro instead of uh, streamers, but same general idea. Uh, Yeah, two title changes in one night. Next, you get Hoovy versus Kidman for the Cruiserweight title. Kidman is now in his iconic wife beater slash jorts. Clean wife beater. Uh, they actually call it out like his, they basically call it his new persona or something like that. Uh, Hoovy retains. And then we get the flock to the ring. Raven runs down everybody in the flock. Uh, Horace stops Raven from hitting him. Uh, Raven ends up having a match against Horace, but Canyon shows up. Uh, he's held back by the flock during the distraction. Saturn hits a DVD on the stop sign and Horace gets a win. This whole nitro is just full of surprises full of surprises <laughs> next you get kurt hennig versus conan 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 <laughs> conan uh conan chokes hennig with a chain he won't break the holes he gets dq'd there wasn't really much to this this was definitely a time filler right here uh next you get hall and giant versus nash and sting for the tag titles sting locks in the death lock on hall giant picks up the ref for the choke slam and says dq it DQ it and choke slams him in. It's a DQ. Talk about lazy booking. Really lazy booking. You're just calling it out out loud what to do. <laughs> it's like John Cena in the ring there. <laughs> a little inside baseball talk there. Yeah, I got it. I know you did. <laughs> Mang versus Goldberg, the main event for the world title. Both NWO factions are at ringside. Uh, Goldberg comes to the floor. He starts getting stomped down by the black and white. Red and white, or I'm sorry, red and black make the save. Uh, Mang gets the Tongan death grip on Goldberg. And Mang gets made to look, he starts the show getting made to look like a menace, and then he's made to look like an idiot because no bell, no rest stoppage, no nothing. Mang just pulls away like, hey, I won. No, you didn't. Spear jackhammer, Goldberg retains. Uh, Hogan hits Goldberg with the chair. Nash makes the save, takes the chair from him. Goldberg sees him, sees Nash holding the chair, thinks he did it. And spears them. We're out of time, folks. Yeah. 
I kind of like that ending, though. That was kind of cool. It's better than the endings we typically get. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It was some, you and now on to Raw. Let's see if we end with a, a schmoz there. <laughs> no. Raw in the 98? That would never end with a schmoz. What are you talking about? Uh, we get Mankind freaking out in the boiler room. He's not afraid of the truth. It's going to set him free. He wants the truth. He heads to the ring. And he, he wants McMahon. He needs his help. And Vince just runs him down. So I detest people who need help like you. Uh, he's trying to convince Mankind that Kane and Taker are one and the same. And then the pyro goes off. Bearer and Kane come to the ring. Bear says, you know, for once, McMahon, you're going to listen to the fat man. I love that Bear just refers to himself that as the fat man. It was awesome. <laughs> get it. Uh, Vince calls Kane a son of a bitch, and he goes, it's, it's you, Taker. I can smell you. Either take that, mask or I'll, take that mask off or I'll rip it off. The lights go out for probably a good 30 seconds. They were out for a while. Uh, they come back up. Taker has his hand on Vince's throat. Mankind immediately attacks him. Kane is nowhere to be seen. Uh, Taker chases Vince to the back. They go to commentary, and then they go back to the back, and you see Taker going into a locker room. When he opens the door, you can see Kane in there. Yep. I think it's next week, right? I think it's next week. Which one? Yeah, we'll get there when we get there. Okay. <laughs> uh, Sable comes to the ring. I think he took his wallet. Your favorite, your favorite part. Hey, we don't want to spoil it for everybody, you know? <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, and she announces Luna and the Oddities. Which, by the way, a month ago, maybe two, Luna was smearing makeup and shit all over Sable's face. Sable. Yep. And now Sable's like, here's my new bestie <laughs> and all of her gang of freaks. Yeah. And I don't know, is it? The oddity song that plays oh, on yeah. uh, the piccadilly. <laughs> it's basically that. No, it, no, no. It, it's the uh, Shaggy, Two Dope, and Silent J. It's uh, the Insane Clown Posse. Oh, people do love those oddities. Yeah, I don't remember. I probably drowned that art out too if it was ICP. Yeah. Well, don't worry. I think they're going to be at SummerSlam. Oh, fucking great. Uh, anyway, Luna's going to face Jacqueline. Sable interferes, giving Luna the win. Luna and Sable just says, oh, hey, I won that bikini contest. Uh, here, you can have the trophy. And she celebrates like she just won mm-hmm. the fucking men's world title. Pretty much. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, one thing that I did notice is it looks like John Tenta lost a lot of weight. Yeah. That's not John Tenta. That's Golga. Okay. We see a limo showing up. They start teasing uh, that uh, DX is going to break up tonight. It's the outlaws. They come out. They're not happy. Uh, and then you get Draws versus Savio Vega in the brawl for all. Draws wins, no dispute. He controlled that whole match, or whatever you want to call it. Triple H and China show up in a Mazda Miata, and Cole asks China about the riff, wondering if she has any words. And she's like, yeah, I got two words for you. Suck it. Shoves Cole right into the Miata. I love that Cole is still being the whipping boy during this period because it doesn't end on the show. Oh, either. yeah, and there's a lot more to come. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, LOD, uh, your cringe moment of the night. Jesus. LOD 2000. Come now to I the... know it's work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. At least this part. LOD 2000 come to the ring and Hawk just falls off the ramp. Well, if you pay attention, their fireworks go off, which mm. is like those oversized sparklers, basically. It's like, pssst. Right? It scares him, and he falls off the ramp. Ah, I didn't catch that. There you yeah. go. Yeah, he's... And then they're like, 
and he's pleading his case. They come back, and he's pleading his case with Slaughter and everybody. He's like, yep. I'm fine. I could wrestle. Yeah. And yeah. the match is just scrapped. That's it. Let's move on. Yeah. They, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They basically just, uh, he does the fake stuttering. Uh, the one thing that I'll say is they mentioned that on Heat last night, Tennessee Lee tried to sick Southern Justice on Jeff Jarrett. Uh, but Southern Justice just jumped Tennessee Lee, and now they has joined, joined forces with uh, Jeff Jarrett. Um, yeah, Draws makes the save. They're they're pulling Draws back into this. Yeah, it's yeah. Anyway, uh, we see X Pac showing up to the arena. Now we've got all of DX there, uh, and so they they come out. Uh, Outlaws come out first. Uh, they don't do their typical spiel. They're silent to the ring. Uh, X Pac next, then China and Triple H. <clears throat> X-Pac tells Triple H, I've had it with you and your bitch. Calls them a couple of jack-offs, <laughs> and then we just hear the word jack-off about a hundred times in the next three minutes. So let me get this straight. I'm a jack-off. <laughs> he's a jack-off. She's a jack-off. We're all a bunch of jack-offs. <laughs> I wish I would have really paid more attention and counted how many times they said it. It had to be 20 yeah, it's a shame that can't be the episode name. Twenty jackoffs. <laughs> uh, but <clears throat> the funny part is that they go, "All right, well, let's do this. Let's give the people what they want." The DX split, and it's a ruse all along, right? They're just going to show their asses. And as they go to do it, China goes, "Hang on a minute, guys." She had a little bit of a lisp, lisp, a little bit, right? Yeah, yeah. Guys, ever think people are sick and tired of seeing your asses every week? China, you know they want to. What's the What's the problem? I fucking love that. That's great. He's like, well, what's the problem? If anybody's gonna do a DX split, it's gonna be me. Dropped her uh, warm up type sweatpants that she's wearing, revealing a very very nice thong and a, a nicer ass. Untapped ass. It was it, it was long before uh, sloppy eights. one night in China. Yes, yes, yes. Well before sloppy. Fall back. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Um, and and your Jr. Thank Goddess. Thank Goddess. <laughs> the band's not breaking up. Thank Goddess. Yeah. So speaking of Cole being the, uh, I don't know the the whipping boy. Whipping boy. Whipping boy. Yeah, uh, Cole's interviewing Austin backstage. Uh, I just want to know what you think about what's transpired so far on Raw. Like, oh, I'll fucking tell you what I think about it. He just drags Cole into the shower and just turns it on, gets some wet. Cole's all pissed off. <laughs> it's hysterical. I loved it. Such a bitch. Um, you'll be happy that I did what you asked me to. Next match is Godfather versus Vader. Bart Gunn goes to commentary. I don't remember this. They didn't even fucking bring it up on the Dark Side of the Ring episode, probably because this was definitely a work, but I still liked it. Bart Gunn goes to commentary, and he runs down JR for defending Dr. Death and not putting him over. I thought that was cool, because that's like, that's like, you're mad. I beat your boy. Yep. And that, But then JR stands up and goes, okay, you know what? I was wrong. That night, you were the better man. Is that okay? Is that what you want to hear? Yeah, Bart Gunn says somebody's getting knocked out tonight. Uh, but we get the weakling offering of the hose. And Vader fucking accepts. So we're at one and one now. Yep. One accept. One and one. One deny. <laughs> uh, but, well, it's funny because you're like, is he going to, is he not? Because you also could accept, but then, haha, fuck you, I'm going right. to beat your ass. Never mind. You know what I mean? Like, and I thought maybe that's what Vader was going to do. But he was like, three girls? 
I don't have to wrestle? Fuck yeah. Yeah, Vader apparently. I'm a fat piece of shit. <laughs> he was, yeah, he's feeling apparently a, a very randy that night. Um, but poor fucking Leon can't catch a break because he doesn't make it five feet out of the ring before a bark gun knocks him out. And then the Godfather just takes the hose with him. <laughs> poor Leon. <laughs> uh, yeah, he goes after, I'm sorry, Bart gun goes uh, after. He made poor Leon have blue balls. <laughs> 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 Probably look like that helmet he used to wear. They used to spew smoke out of it. <laughs> Some things you can't unsee, oh, bro. All right. Yeah, not anymore. Uh, Dustin Runnels does a promo, uh, basically a PSA on WWF's vulgar content. Bro. <laughs> Funniest segment of the night. Okay. <laughs> this is such a good show. Uh, up next is going to be John Wayne Bobbitt and Val Venus, right? To oh, yeah. tell you what happened last week. So Dustin is like, up next is going to be something that's very rude, very crude. And actually, if you go over to Discovery the Channel. National Geographic, oh, National Channel, Geographic. Right? Or yes, Discovery yes. Channel, whatever one. Lizards. He goes, There's a thing on Kank. Yeah, lizards. <laughs> Doesn't that sound fun? <laughs> I cracked up i can t- i tell you i probably spent about 15 minutes trying to find that sound clip just that doesn't that sound fun i fucking loved it i wish he did more of that yeah it was i don't hilarious. know how often he does this but that was great if you think about it this is basically just like the fucking trial run for right to censor pretty much oh it's true that's yeah, true because afterwards there's a screen it comes up and it's a sponsored by the evangelist against tv movies and entertainment which say that again the Evangelists Against Television, Movies, and Entertainment. If you look at that, right. <laughs> I just eaten. realized it. I just realized it. I realized it during the show, and as I just had you say it right now, I made sure to write it all out. It's eat me. That's what Evangelists Against Television, Movies, Entertainment is eat me. I just realized it. Oh, my God. That's hilarious. It makes it even better. Right. Oh, God. That's. <laughs> Watch on lizards. Doesn't that sound fun? <laughs> Brought to you by Eat Me. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah, you called it. Val Venus and John Wayne Bobbitt, uh, King's interviewing. Miss, Mrs. Yamaguchi's there with them. Uh, he's playing coy. He's perfectly fine. He rips off his pants. Uh, well, how did you get out of it? Well, thanks to a cold butcher block and a little shrinkage and my boy John Wayne Bobbitt turning the lights off at the right time. Uh, they actually let Bobbitt talk. I don't know why. It was fucking awful. And then uh, Valvinus dumps Mrs. Yamaguchi. No woman is worth that trouble. Oh, it was great. And some, he, like, played her up, too. That was really good. He was like, he, like, and she's all happy. He goes, but you're not worth that trouble. And kicks her out of the ring. Gives her a little parting gift. Double-A battery. Oh, and commentary's like, well, what is that for? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, ew. Uh, so <clears throat> what's really funny is when I was trying to find a sound clip for this thing, uh, it came up, and I never realized this. Did you know that John Wayne Bobbitt did porn? Yeah. I didn't, and that's the... Uh, 
friendship, I guess you will, with Val Venus, how that comes to be. I was like, oh, so it's not just a possible losing your dick like he did from right. Lorena, but also he did porn as well. I didn't know that. Well, you got to think about Wasn't it. Was dick better than the old one? What's that? <laughs> I don't want to know what you said. Was the it. new dick better than the old one? <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that a Who song? No. Oh, that's different. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was trying to think of the lyrics. I couldn't come with. I couldn't come up with it. <laughs> Say hi to the new dick. <laughs> Same as the old oh, dick. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I'm going to take a break. It's early in the morning. Oh, no, it's 12. I'm going to start drinking. Jesus Christ. Go ahead. All right. We get our brawl for all. It's uh, Bradshaw versus Marrow. Marrow's replacing Blackman, who has a knee injury. Um, they went into overtime on this one. Uh, Marrow hung, but Bradshaw got the win. Not really much to say. It was sloppy. It was ugly. It was not uh, not great. Sad. Yeah. I was really hoping that Marrow would go over and knock him out. Yeah. I don't remember who Bradshaw loses to, because he's not in the finals, is he, against Bart Gunn? Is that his finalist? Oh, is it? Oh, okay. All right. Uh, let's see. Cole tries again to do an interview. Taker's like, I'm going to do my talking in the ring. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking poor Cole. <laughs> right? Um, I am not going to lie to you. I didn't watch the main event. I, just because I just... I. It's a four corners tag match for the tag titles. It's Owen and Rock versus Kane and Mankind versus the Outlaws versus Austin and Taker. Kane choke slams Taker, gets the win. Taker immediately sits up and just has this look on his face, and Austin's kind of pissed off. Like, what the fuck? What the fuck is wrong with you? Um, and Taker just has a weird look like he's conflicted between, yeah, I fucked you, or yeah, I sold out, or yeah, I lost. You know, it was just weird. It was a flat ending. It wasn't. It was, but new tag champs, but also. Yep. Owen didn't make it to the ring. He was injured, uh, they said, and D'Lo actually took his spot. Oh, there you go. Okay. That's right. Yep. Yeah, I did because I did, I, you know, I fast-forwarded through the match. I kind of skipped ahead. So, you know, I mean, I saw parts of yeah. it. But, yeah, you are you are correct there. Yeah. So, I mean, I thought this was a really good Raw minus the ending. Yeah. So. And John Wayne Bobbitt talking. Yeah, that too. That too. Just show the dick or dynamite. <laughs> Let's go to the top topic. Ladies and gentlemen, it's now time for... This week's top topic. You know something mean, Gene? John Cena. Wrestling's not fake. <laughs> the Rolex wearing what? Diamond ring wearing what? Kiss stealing. Woo! Wheel and dealing. What? Limousine right. What? Jet flying. What? Son of a gun. Woo! Sierra Hotel. India. Echo. Lima. Delta. Shield. If you smell. In wrestling, you hear card subject to change hmm shit this show is always subject to change apparently i had a top topic about two hours ago ready to go 
And then when we went on break, we realized that we didn't talk about something, and now we are completely changing up our top topic because we have to break down the Dark Side of the Ring episode. It's Bash at the Beach 2000, the infamous night with Vince Russo, Jeff Jarrett, Hulk Hogan, Booker T, Eric Bischoff, and all of us fans watching this shit. Uh, by the way, uh, last night was the season finale of Dark Side of the Ring with Marty Jannetty, so hope you all enjoyed that one. But let's talk about the Dark Side of the Ring episode about Bash of the Beach, what we learned from it, and then I want you to also help me break down or what I missed through Cornette, because from what I understand, it was better than the Dark Side of the Ring episode. <laughs> I So... You know, for all these years, I thought it was, you know, the argument of Hogan pulling his creative control card, which it is, but I thought the whole pinning Jarrett was a, a shoot. Even like him, like Vince showing the belt and everything, be like, you want it? Here, come on. You know, like that was actually a work. <laughs> that pin itself was a work. It looked real. <laughs> But what was not supposed to happen was Hogan was supposed to apparently leave and not come back all the way until fucking Halloween Havoc with the title. A CM Punk, John Cena kind of setup, basically. Right. And they were going to have a tournament that started at Bash at, after Bash at the Beach and would come to a head with the finalists happening at Halloween Havoc. And I'm like... You were going to make this a three-month fucking tournament? Jesus Christ, I'm so glad that, that that didn't sit around for that. But what wasn't supposed to happen was Vince Russo going to the ring and running down Hogan and calls him a bald piece of shit. You'll never see him or I will put my ass in the grave. Uh, don't forget, when you do, Corny's going to pee on that. Uh, but... Yep. God, I really, really, really want Vince to die just before him, just so because you know that's going to be like a videoed thing. Oh, it's going. He'll to fucking be. be in a wheelchair and hit, yeah, it'll be a thing. I can't wait. I'll I'll pay money for that anyway. I. Uh, what did you think about the episode? Um, it was a lot of Vince Russo talking. You got Eric Bischoff. You got Jeff Jarrett. The only person we don't have is Hogan. We don't have Hogan's side of this. Yeah, no no Booker T, but that makes sense because he's under contract with WWE, and you know no WWE talent can fucking go on that show. No fucking way. Right. Um, Jeff Jarrett looked like a reasonable person who had respect for the business, um, and everybody else looked like a twat. And it makes this, he... it makes this look even worse because the fact, <clears throat> and Cornette called it out, I mean, what you just said, the fact that that whole segment with Jarrett laying down and uh, Russo throwing the title in there and, and Hogan saying that's why this company's the shape it's in, tossing the belt as he leaves, that was... Because when you hear Bischoff go, yeah, that went according to plan. That's exactly how we wanted to do it. Are you fucking stupid? <laughs> right. That was supposed to happen? That there was the worst exposure possible. You could say the curtain call did it, but that was worse. You planned that? Yeah. You actually wanted to do that shit? Yeah. yeah as soon as they said that in the thing, and they're like, and they show you them uh, sitting in Hulk's trailer or whatever, and, and laying it all out like the yeah. you know the reenactment version, 
as soon as they said that, and they're like, oh, that all went to plan. I go, huh? <laughs> Are you shitting me? I was wrong about this entire thing. I thought I had it under my under control as to what happened at Bash the Beach. No, a lot of that was planned. Um, Vince Russo, the biggest thing I can't I can't get away from is his wording. You know, when he got brought over to WCW, he's like, I produce Crash TV. God damn it, he was right. I mean, he used to have Jerry Springer sitting on the background while he's writing TV. That's a thing that he's actually fucking said. Uh, I hated Vince throughout the whole thing. I, I still do. I never have liked him, but like, yeah. just listening to him talk was worse. And you want to be on Bischoff's side, but he sounds like an idiot as well. If, like you said, like you guys planned this shit? Yeah. Like, that was real? Uh, Jarrett, it, man, the came out of it looking worse than anything because he had to actually be a part of this. And you hear his part. He's like, they played his song, and he waited and waited. That delay was real because yeah. he's saying that he didn't want to He didn't want to go out there and do this. You know, for everything that his dad, everything that they built in, in wrestling for himself, he said, he goes, you know, for Hulk, nobody should ever have creative control, especially in, in a title match. And, and that's Jarrett's words, you know, in – the whole thing was just fucked up. And to me, what it really sounds like, and I'm like, they were both in TNA at one point together, but uh-huh. he doesn't like Hogan, apparently. The way it really sounds. Yeah, 100%. Uh, I think Jarrett had a great line. I think I think I don't know if he's, he said his dad said it or if it was just an old adage from the wrestling business, but he said, if you confuse him, you lose him. Well, <laughs> they fucking confused yep. him. You know what's funny is that, so I did have a clip that came up for me on YouTube, and it was uh, Conrad asking Tony Schiavone on what happened when, or whatever his show is, the podcast, um, asking him about the Bash of the Beast 2000, and he said the whole thing, he knew all of it, he goes, I knew it was a work, there was no way that was a shoot, he goes, and I still think Montreal Screwjob is a, a work, he goes, you don't put things out there that you don't want to, um, and he goes, I knew it was that, and I just kept sitting there thinking, what the hell are they doing right now? This whole pay-per-view? And he had to turn and sell it on commentary yeah. afterwards, him well, and that other bald guy. Oh, well, who's that, Mark Madden, that douchebag was one of the commentators, yeah. that guy's a douchebag. This whole pay per view. And they're all wearing Hawaiian shirts. Yeah. It, it was yeah. yeah, if you if you go back and watch this pay per view, you can see how much Shivani has given up. Oh Completely yeah. Completely checked out. Like he, he, the look on his face is like, oh my god, really? This is what we're doing. So yeah. Yeah. Um not much really to uncover, obviously, other than the fact that that was a real uh they planned that shit, which is sad. But what wasn't planned, of course, is Vince doing what he did and making a match. And I guess, you know, Bischoff's like, and Hogan and I, we're on the jet, we're drinking, we're having a good time, and we land, and Hogan's phone is blown up. And I'm not going to lie, this is where I at least will say, good for you, Vince Russo. Hogan tries suing the company. Because it's defamation of character. Well, guess what? Your name isn't Hulk Hogan. It's Terry (laughs) Bollea. And I didn't say anything about Terry. I said Hulk Hogan's a piece of shit. And he got him. Motherfucker got him on that. That was a good one. I was like, (laughs) as soon as they started talking about it, and he's like, for defamation of the character of Hulk Hogan, I'm like, that's not a real person. (laughs) Yeah, but see, it doesn't matter because Hogan also sued WCW, who just settled with him. So Hogan still got paid out of that. (laughs) 
<laughs> to, and that's what B- Bischoff said. He goes, he was, and he's like, did I know he was going to do it? Of course. Of course. He goes, and I knew he was going to win either way, and he never had to come back. Unbelievable. So what did Cornette say? What, what, what was brought up on his podcast? Because I don't feel like listening to a whole hour of his version of it. Recap. Right. Anything so, that is worth of hearing. Yeah, I mean, it really was more of a breakdown of, uh, you know, the historical events, whereas the dark side of the ring, the problem with it was you had two insufferable people and Vince Russo and Eric Bischoff just contradicting each other. And yeah. that's what the episode was. So it was unfortunate. It was like, like you got a better understanding of the hmm. entire situation, but at the same time, it was just two people talking shit back and forth. Uh, Pointing Russo, fingers and talking shit. Yeah, but I mean, you know, with Cornette and Brian Lass, they were able to just lay things out. And, you know, they talked about the lawsuits afterwards. And, you know, it's funny because in Dark Side of the Ring, they talk about, yeah, Hogan went on a Tampa radio station the next day to talk shit. It was Bubba Love Sponge. They just couldn't say it on Dark Side of the Ring, so they called it out on oh. Cornette. Yeah. Yeah. He just went on his buddy's show. That's yep. all it was. Okay, because I was like... Pretty much. Weird. And they had the sound clip of it, too. Yep, absolutely. Probably because it's public domain. It went over the air, you know, airwaves, so you could probably use it. Something like that. I don't know the law. I'm just a small-town bird lawyer, but... Um, yeah, I mean, it's hard. I can't pick up anything in particular, but, I mean, Cornette's big thing was, you know, the thing that I brought up. Where it was like, wait a minute. You planned that first part? That's That went off without a hitch? Are you fucking kidding me? Um, yeah, it was much more a historical recounting without the commentary of two douchebags. So it was yeah. just refreshing because a lot of times Dark Side is that. You will get people's opinions and stuff and, you know, this and that. And, like, even the, the first episode, the first season was a screw job. You know, a lot of people, oh, it was a work, it was a shoot, it was this, it was that. You know, you still got the history of the thing. This one, I feel like it got muddied down because... It was just two perspectives from people who just are going to spin it to make themselves look good. Uh, but we all know ultimately they should have brought a Tony Schiavone in for that. Yeah, guy who is there as a commentator dealing with that shit. Right, and they probably I could've. want Jarrett. I want Booker. I want Tony. I didn't need the two people that were behind it because you're right. They're just going to fucking point fingers. You're absolutely right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I mean. Like I said, I can't sit here and give you notes. I just I kind of listened to it while I was doing shit around the house. But it was interesting to just hear kind of get down to brass tacks and hear about, you know, the specifics, them expanding on it and things like that. You know, just their understanding of the inner workings of contracts and lawsuits and this and that. Um, But, I mean, you know, they they really put Jared over more as kind of like the guy that got stuck in the middle of everything. You know what I mean? Because I felt bad for him. I still do. Yeah. I mean, it. He said it's the darkest day in his in his wrestling career. I think it's a, one of the darkest days in wrestling. Period. And he was there when Owen fucking died. Yeah. Right. It's yeah. I it. Vince Russo never should have been touching anything of wrestling. Okay, I I get it that you know he was a good writer and had ideas, things like that, but. You know, it's kind of like Freddie Prince Jr. was a writer, but he wasn't in charge of storylines or being no. on TV and shit. Vince no. never should have ever been on a TV. No, definitely not. And that's I think that's that's a lot what they focused on, too. Because obviously, you know, Cornette hates Russo. 
Uh, you know, so they, you know, they talked a lot about that. But I mean, yeah, I mean, they talked about how Russo, because he, he pulled quotes from Dark Side. He actually had the quotes and he would expand on them. You know, Vince Russo was basically just putting himself over. I was great. I was on camera. I mean, he made himself the champion at one point. You know, he was the authority figure, yep. the new blood. They did get that wrong because Brian Last said the new blood. And Jim's like the young blood. And they're like, oh, yeah, the young blood. It's not the young blood. It's the new blood. That was the faction. It is that, new blood. Huh? New. Yeah. Who new said blood. Young blood. Cornette. Oh. Yeah, yeah, you got it wrong. But, I mean, that's fine. And then they talked about this whole thing about, you know, the whole thing that you know, was he was forming this faction to take on the established talent, the veterans and all that. And, and you know, Cornette's like, well, that's not going to fucking work. If you put Hulk Hogan against Vampiro... How does that fucking get anybody over? That's not going to get anybody over. You know, and he kind of breaks that. But am I wrong? <laughs> there is that great shot, too. They had of, Hogan versus Kidman at one point, dude. So, yeah, yeah, you're right. It's It was dog shit. Yeah, it doesn't work, you know. So, I mean, there's one point where you see Hogan walking. And, and this is on the pay-per-view, so it's probably on the cock, right? It's, it's Hogan walking through the back after that whole segment happened. And you just see Vampiro walking past him. <laughs> it's... <laughs> But, I mean, on the way gotta, to the ring, he was going to do his yeah, next match. You got to yep. think. You got to think. And here's the and here's the worst part about this. Over, you know, the one thing that that um, that Russo said that actually held some water was about Booker T. This guy's been here 14 years, busting his ass, and because of politics, he hasn't been given a fair shot. And Booker T. wins his first world title on something like this, kind of like a you know a dark cloud over Booker's first championship win. I was just gonna say. So I mean, it's. You know, catch twenty two. I mean, with all this shit that happened, but if all this stuff didn't go down, would Booker T have ever been a world champion? Would he have ever been the five time, five time, five time, five time, five time champion? <laughs> Maybe not. So Maybe. if there's anything that Vince Russo kinda did right, yeah, he he made Booker a champion and made him a, a bigger, credible star. Because I don't think he was ever getting past uh, the U.S. title or TV title and shit if Bischoff and everybody else stayed in charge. Yeah, I. What else? Oh, that's the other thing that they talked about, and I don't think, oh, shit, I don't think they talked about it much on Cornette. But Bischoff kind of goes over about how you know he had set up a group of investors to buy WCW from Turner because it was a fire sale. They just wanted to get rid of 63 it. Sixty three million or and, whatever. And he goes, they call him, and he goes, it's all set, it's all, it's it's finished. And, he, and Bischoff's like, oh sweet, I can't believe it's gonna happen. They're like, no, you're not listening. The deal's off the table. Yeah, it's done. Yeah, it's pop it's, for it's, champagne. It's like that episode of Sunny, where they offer him uh, the money for the bar, and they keep courting him, and they keep making it worse and worse, and they just pull the offer from the table. That's exactly it. Uh, how much did Vince buy WCW for? Bro, I think uh, they did talk. Bro, <laughs> that's my Vince Russo impersonation. I didn't even <laughs> <do> it. <laughs> Uh, they talked about it on the Cornette show. I think it was like one point five million for the actual corporation and one point seven for the video library, or vice versa. I think it was like one point two million for the video library, one point five for the actual promotion. So nothing. I mean, that's nothing. Even back then. Could you imagine if Eric had actually pulled it off, though? Would WCW maybe still be around? Would there have ever been a TNA? You know, a lot of things I kind of wonder if if he actually pulled that sale off and kept WCW going. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, you know, what a shit show for Jarrett, too. All the bouncing around he did between both shows, both promotions. And then afterwards, he stuck with Impact or TNA. 
You know what I mean? And well, it's not, not like that's the worst with it. thing. Don't forget, for him, but you know. No, but it don't forget it was, you know, J E double F. Yeah, well now it's G double O double N double E gone. He never had a fucking prayer of going back to WWE at the time. Vince no. fucking fired him on that <coughs> nitro. Yep. Yeah, I do remember that promo, yeah. I mean, I don't know. You, you know how I, I love Jeff Jarrett just because he's such a tragic figure to me. He had so, so much potential. He could just never get his foot in the door completely. You know, he had like one foot through the door, and then it was one foot out, and then he ends up in TNA. And listen, I mean, you think if you think about it as a whole, it's not the worst thing in the world. I mean, he started a promotion that's still going today, and they they did some good shit together, you know. Uh, it turned into WCW Part 2 for a while there with all the old talent just – you know, it got a little yeah. convoluted, and you had Cornette there for a while. Unfortunately, you had Russo there for a while, which is amazing to me that they would let Russo in there after that whole Bash at the Beach thing. Money talks? I, I guess. don't know. I mean, he probably sold him on some ideas that he was going to be able to bring to the table, and then, you know, look at your first couple of years of uh, TNA, though. They weren't exactly great. No. He was gone, I think, by, like, uh, 2004 or five. There's no way he made it that far in. Yeah, it's great because Cornette reads, has some of his old booking sheets, uh, Russo's, like, uh, outlines uh, from the from TNA, and he reads them, and some, they're just horrible. Like, it's actually his, like, his handwriting, so it's terrible. Um, at least he got chewed out by Piper. That's the only good thing you'd ever I'd ever liked watching of him in TNA was when Piper, did you kill my cousin Owen? Oh shit, this just got dark. Yep. <laughs> it was I love that part. Uh well, yeah, if you have a chance, go back and watch Bash of the Beats 2000, now knowing that it was actually supposed to go down that way, most of it. <laughs> most of Jesus it. Christ. I know, right? Oh man. Next week, we're back, and we got a movie of the week. Next week, we'll be talking uh, who are our finalists in the G1 Climax, because next week, uh, we should be down to, I, th- I believe, our final four, and a whole lot of other wrestling stuff. Hey, guess what? Show's over. Five words. Hit them. Me likey China's DX split. The Top of Wrestling Podcast is brought to you by The Top of Wrestling Podcast. Your hosts are the Professor Mark Fantasia and ODM, the Doc, Joe Rizzo. Feel free to reach out to the show by email at thetopofwrestling at gmail.com on their Facebook page, Twitter page, Instagram page. Remember to subscribe, like, and share. You can listen to the show on most popular platforms, including iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, Amazon Music, Pandora, and YouTube. Without your continued support, it would be just some guys talking wrestling, which is pretty much what it is anyway. Good night, folks.
Ah! <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, such a good show. I love the fact that Dennis has done crack, coke, ecstasy jesus christ the crack episode one crack rock please what does that cost uh yeah two hundred dollars yo he's so good and they go back to him i think a couple more times in the series like it's fucking hysterical oh no no they there's that too that's what i do baby thanks for call thanks for answering so quick one more rock please I just, it's so I could be a veterinarian. <laughs> yeah, right. Horse doctor Jesus, or something. Dude. I don't know. Oh my God, it's such a good show. So, Frank's there now, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He was uh, beginning of okay, uh, season two. Because he's yeah. not in the first season, I think, almost right. altogether. Yep. He started yeah. the very first episode of season two. Bro, you're going to watch him just deteriorate. Like, like, his, like his character. He is, go back and watch Twins, go back and watch any fucking movie. No way that you would go, this guy is going to be living in the shittiest style and acting so fucked up in a TV show. You I know like, what I mean? Like, it's, he's so good. I like when he's he's on MySpace, he's looking for their, for Dennis's real dad, and he's just shooting the gun. He's just, he's sitting, he's just shooting the gun. <laughs> That Wait. gun is the best prop so far. You got your gun? Yeah. <laughs> Just pointing it at each other. <laughs> Did he? Wait, so wait, have have you, uh, I'm just curious. Have you watched the Stance on Guns episode or anything about guns? Uh, I just remember they bought the gun when they got broken into. <laughs> what do you, yes. They shot somebody they, in the head. And they shoot Charlie. <laughs> in the head, yeah. Yeah, they shoot Charlie, I think. <laughs> so good. Um, I... Oh, wait, so you find... Wait, you're, either, he's trying to find their real dad. So the part where he breaks down in the fucking restaurant... I'm sorry. Yeah. Sorry, I'm making a scene. I just found out my whore wife. It doesn't say whore. It's whore. Oh, he's been said he it several says times. Whore. Yeah. I, that's how I say whore now is because of him. Yeah. I just found out my whore wife had me ad- or raise her bastard children. Oh my god, it's so fucking good. Jesus Christ! And I'm glad that you're blasting through the show. It's so, you're gonna love it, dude. <laughs> 